My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I'm James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today is episode 106, and it is Extreme Rules 2012. The exact date, Dan, April 29th, 2012. And are you ready for the show? I am ready. It's going to be an extreme event. Yes, let's go. I'm not a superstar. I'm an ass kicker. We need a guy to legitimize this company. And Brock Lesnar's that guy. If you're sick of me, that's one thing. But to say that this industry isn't filled with legitimate talent, that's just being ignorant. I'm not here to write fairy tale stories. I got one objective in mind. Bring the pain to John Cena. At this point in his life, Brock is concerned with doing what's best for Brock. He may think he's a top guy, but everybody can see right through all of his stuff. What's running through John Cena's mind? I don't give a crap what's running through his mind. If I was still around for the last eight years, John Cena's the guy that'd be carrying my bags into the building. The only place I'd be carrying his bags if he still stayed here today is to the hospital. That's a scared man right there. You have to wonder about the mindset of John Cena right now. He suffered a heartbreaking loss to The Rock at WrestleMania. And he is now dealing with the destructive presence of Brock Lesnar in their impending match at Extreme Rules. Gotta wonder, are we seeing the end of John Cena as we know him? He's a machine of destruction. It doesn't make me not show up. Extreme Rules. This isn't a wrestling match. Very important night for me. This is an Extreme Rules match. I think his intention is to remove me from the equation. Never said I'm going to win every fight. That's always been my thing. When I step into the ring... For some reason, if you climb the hurdle, that is me. Whoever is in front of me... Whatever he gets... Is going to feel the pain. He's going to earn. I ain't afraid of anything or anybody. This big steam engine's going to run them over. What did you think of the promo? Well, I think the promo was very interesting. Like I say, Brock Lesnar made his uh, reappearance into the WWE the night after WrestleMania. And what a statement it was. And him and Cena is going to be the main event tonight. And what a match it will be. You know, seeing Lesnar's how he fights the first time he's come back. And John Cena's been the guy you know, in charge, and the promo is all about Lesnar saying, if I didn't go away, I would have been the guy. Saying, no, even if you were still here, I would have beaten you. So we're going to find out here tonight, Extreme Rules. Well, I particularly like the comment of 
Brock Lesnar saying John Cena wouldn't even be able to carry his bag. John Cena would be the bloke carrying his bags. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's got personal really quick. We'll see what happens here tonight. So we get off to our first match, which is going to be uh, Kane versus Randy Orton. But on the pre-show... Oh, sorry, yep, yeah, go on. The Miz challenged Santino Morella in a singles match for the U.S. Champion. This was Morella's third defence of the title. Before the match, Miz complained about being in the pre-show after he was in the main event a year before at Extreme Rules 2011 against who? John Cena. Exactly. The title match had ended with Morella pinning the Miz after hitting the Cobra. Yes, which was a deadly move, as we all know, yeah. Yes, and after the match, the format for the Intercontinental Championship match between the champion Big Show and Cody Rhodes was the wheel spin to be a tables match. Yes, so uh, we'll see that later on. Of course, a lot of these matches here tonight are rematches of WrestleMania 28 that has just gone by. Of course, Orton and Kane starting off the show is a rematch of that as well. As we see their entrances... I hear voices, Corsad. That's a fucking mask and a half, isn't it? Looks like a stormtrooper. He didn't look short to be a stormtrooper. Hey! No, he's over seven foot. Go on, Randall. Go on. Avenge your father. (laughs) Avenge him. Avenge me! (laughs) Watch out, though. Kane might be anywhere. They went wild two years before at the previous Extreme Rules as well. When he come out against yeah. Jack Swagger. He's always had a positive reaction, really, apart from... You. <laughs> yeah, no. What's the feud leading up to this, Dan? Uh, the feud between Randy Orton and Kane? Yeah. In July 2011, Kane lost in a street fight to Orton, and the two shook hands after the match as a sign of respect. That's fair enough, though. Yeah, you know, it's Orton is a good egg. You know, he, he's, not, he's not an arsehole. No, he's always tight and ripped. He's got a lot of respect, tight and ripped also, yes. Uh, in 2012... A newly remastered Kane viewed the handshake as a sign of weakness. Hence, Kane started a feud with Orton and defeated him at WrestleMania 28. Yet, on April the 6th SmackDown, Orton defeated Kane in a no-DQ match. On the April the 10th SmackDown, Kane attacked Orton and his father, Cowboy Bob Orton, as you see in the build-up. On the 20th of April SmackDown... Uh, a Fool's Count Anywhere match between Kane and Orton was was scheduled for Extreme Rules. Yeah, and we saw, like you say, in the, the, the build-up to this, uh, Kane beating up on Bob Orton and Randy Orton taking Paul Bearer on Raw as well. I mean, what did you think of this leading up to this? What did you think of the, the feud between the two, Dan, as we get the action started? Uh, you know, it's certainly very interesting one. These guys have been about each other since 2003 2004 so you know they've, they've been around together for a while so and they've had a few good matches in the past so yeah you know should be a good match yeah we'll, we'll see what happens as Kane starts in the early going trying to beat down on Randy Orton but we know how well you know how good Randy Orton is Dan <laughs> I know how very well how good he is you know he, he always exceeds what I expect of him you know I didn't expect him to beat Bray Wyatt and he went and done it. Yeah, exactly. And Kane there with a big uppercut on Orton to the outside. I mean, Mars Kane as well. We've seen it. What did you think of this? Oh, Fool's Count anyway as well. He's going for it. Ooh, no. Kick out. Uh. What do you think of the Mask Kane character? Did you like it at this point in time? I think the unmasking of Kane took a lot away from Kane. You know, and since then, he's not really been taken as serious as being a monster. And he's, I think he's trying to get that back. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, when Kane was director of operations and that bit with the mask <laughs> yeah, kept going yeah, missing yeah. and people was getting hurt. Yeah, well, I think the monster Kane at this point, he was too far gone to really be taken seriously, wasn't he? You know, I mean, he, 
lost to John Cena leading up to WrestleMania and then put a feud with Randy Orton. He was kind of there to just be, well, the other guys to beat a monster as it was. And Randy Orton has got the pipe off Kane. Beats him over the head with it and then knocks him out the ring using it. I mean, you know, Orton, he's relatively stayed the same throughout his entire career. Yeah, he's always been a bit heelish, hasn't he? You know, he's never been... In the early career when he first turned face, he was kind of like a facey face. But ever since then, he's always had a bit of attitude, hasn't he? So you can always appreciate it. Because he's never 100% a good guy, is he? Like I say, he yeah. will do the... He's not a baby face. Yeah, he'll do the things that are a bit out of line. Like, you wouldn't normally get a face taking another guy's dad after. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That happens. In retaliation, you know, and all the things going on between Bray Wyatt recently as well, you know, he's... But we talk about the lead pipe not having any effect on either man. Isn't it weird? A lead pipe doesn't... Should we get a lead pipe start hitting each other over the head with it, see if that works? Because it had no effect on Kane and Orton as they're brawling into the crowd now. Try it at home, everybody listening. I mean, <coughs> you know what I mean? This is the WWE, what could possibly go wrong? But Randy Orton is a viper and Kane is a big red machine. So, you know, yeah, neither no. men, men. And we're in a crowd here, like we say, in Chicago, CM Punk's hometown. Of course, he'll be defending the W title later tonight. It's a hell of a card, if you think about it. World title on the line as well with uh, Sheamus and Brian. Of course, Lesnar's seen the main event. As Orton came brawling in the back. Neither men getting a clear advantage back in the crowds. You know, it's they're going to make the most of the arena, being at a cu- fool's count. Exactly, yeah. Randy Orton, like I say, throwing Kane against the barricade, but not really having any effect, but now might have a slight advantage. But at least he gets the chance, it gives a chance for the fans who thought, oh, these aren't very good seats to have Orton and Kane. <laughs> Fighting right in front of them. Yeah, you know, like, oh, hello. But both men, you know, very respected wrestlers. They both featured on our top list. Yeah, most definitely. You know, veterans as well now at this point, as we were saying. They've, they've done well still going. Of course, we had the news. Excuse me? Excuse me, still going? Well, we had the news recently that Kane's going to run to be mayor now of... Uh, where he lives, and he's, he's kind of changed it up. It's all fair play to him. I mean, if they want to do it, I mean, just don't watch the videos of him setting JR on fire, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it is, it's just like taking an act. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger being the governor of California, you know. You've seen yeah. him terminate people. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He, he, he wanted to kill Sarah Connor, so. Randy Orton getting beaten down now by Kane after Kane finally switching the momentum, going for a cover, but only a two count. Two, yeah, a bit of trouble there. Kane slamming him down on that hard concrete. There's no protection it's not out even there. the thin protective mat. Uh, but I know with you and Orton, you wouldn't have protection either. So <laughs> this is... <laughs> but a good way to start a pay-per-view, Dan? Uh, yeah, a very good way, you know. It's, it's a good match to kick it off. A personal feud, so it's not for a title. Yeah. You know, and it is good to see these two still on the cards, you know, still going strong. Yeah, I mean, what was uh, either man doing? What was Randy Orton doing a couple of years ago, Dan? He was going for the heavyweight championship against Jack Extreme Rules. Oh, really? Oh, that's an interesting yes. point. Randy Orton has always been in the, the total picture, isn't he? You know, even that, especially main event, always treated well. Yeah, no he's what. not dropped down the card to go for a mid-card title, no. you know, as much. You you could argue in 2010, that was his lowest point, you know, losing to Jack Swagger. He, did he lose to Jack Swagger in that? I remember, I didn't see the end. Yeah, I think he lost to Jack Swagger clean in that. So that probably is his lowest point. But of course... Went on to win more world titles. And now Kane and Orton themselves are going out of the crowd now. They're on the stage. Arca- oh, I thought he was going to go for an RKO, but a lovely athletic drop kick there against the, what's that, the backdrop. Yeah, the... Um, Titantron. Yeah, Titantron LED screens, the kind of display that they got. Orton going for a cover. Can he get him? Oh. Kane managing to kick out. Ah. Uh. 
sequel. This is five years ago now, so we see how much it has changed in five years with WWE. Well, Orton's gone up the card. <laughs> yeah, Orton is now WWE champion, and Orton's trying to go for the mayor. Oh, <laughs> Orton went for the RKO there. But came, had it scouted, pushed him off, then Orton went running in to attack him, boat, and then going for the cover. But Orton kicking out. Uh-huh. Kane getting frustrated. He can't put Randy Orton down, maybe, but we know how tough the Viper is. Did you hear about what Orton said about his WrestleMania entrance? What? He said, uh, "He said my entrance always get shit entrances. This year, I had to walk out riding a giant sperm." <laughs> <laughs> he does actually get shit entrances. Yeah. I mean, as far as entrances go, I don't think they get more extravagant than John Cena. Yeah, well, Triple H. He mentioned he said, I he said yeah. I never get Triple H's entrances. So, is it? Well, bit- John Cena's come out on a fucking massive walkway at a Royal Rumble before now. Yeah, well, without doubt, but it's interesting. Orton's comments about Triple H when he said he gets entrances. Entrances. Triple H said about three weeks ago that um, Orton should be a bigger star than he was. You know, he should become even bigger, should have had more success. So maybe Orton heard that and thought, oh, I'll just have a little dig myself. I've gone with Kane and Orton backstage. And where are they now, Dan? In the changing room area, I suppose. The toilet they're in there. You can see lots of bins. Oh, wait Orton a minute. Throwing Kane through a door and what are they, fans, spectators? Oh, that's just where they're watching Extreme Rules. Oh, let's have a wrestlers. MVP. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, it is. Is that the Usos? No, it's Primo <laughs> Nepico. Oh, oh. Zack Ryder getting involved. Well, woo, woo, woo. Of course, Zack Ryder's had his problems with Kane before. Kane threw him off the stage with a wheelchair. He's got Ryder by the throat and Orton managing to intervene with his neck breaker there. <laughs> Zack Ryder always there to Going get beaten up. Two. Oh. Say on commentary as well, Michael Cole, the king, and Booker T. Oh, my word. Oh, throw them into a load of what, metal poles. I don't know what they are. On stands. It's probably aluminum for you Americans. Cameraman's been knocked down. And now Kane chasing all, all running away. Of course he's got to run away. Kane's beating the crap out of him. Oh. Kane throwing a trolley at Orton. Orton's in serious trouble. Where's referee? Oh, come on. That was more than three. Two. Oh, but you can't keep Orton down that easily. Oh, going for a curtain, and now they're back to the main stage. Finally going to get some action inside. Kane chasing down Randy Orton, or is Orton luring him in? He's luring him in there as he tees Kane up with a couple of right hands, punching him towards the ring. And this is a real, wait for it, slobber knocker right here, Dan. Good old JR. It's bowling shoe ugly. We might have seen three wrestling moves if we're lucky. And Orton just pounded on Kane with the right hands, throws him back in the ring. But if you're Orton, how do you finish it, though? How do you finish? How do you put Kane down? With something from nowhere. Tripped there by Kane, throwing Orton into the corner, but Orton responding with a big clothesline, and now his lovely scoop slam. Yeah, power slam. Is he, is he turning up the heat here? Where's he going now? Oh, well... Orton is going to go to that place that only Orton can. Oh, he slivers out the ring like the snake that he is. He's got the chair. He's hearing voices. Oh, shot to the midsection on Kane. Shot to the back of Kane as well. The crowd loving it, Dan. They do love Orton going crazy with a steel chair. Yes, Chance. And how and many Orton chairs? Now shot? getting psyched up. He must have done at least 50. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Well, that lead pipe's there, though, but no one wants to use it. Orton bouncing Kane's head off the announce table. Rand is rearranging the furniture there on the announce table. Someone's going to get hyped. 
Someone is going to get hurt indeed. And Orton has been in control now. Past five minutes. Oh, but Kane playing possum there. Catches Orton by the throat. Orton managing to fight out of the chokeslam attempt, though. Not that good. Oh, throws him on the announce table. Kane's in a very prone position. And what's Orton going to do? He's got a mad look in his eyes, Dan. Oh, he's going for his draping DDT or suspension DDT, as you will. Oh. Hits it. On that thin protective mat, James. It's, it's literally less than half yes. an inch thin. Can Orton get oh. it? Oh, no. Kane getting his shoulder up at two. Two. Orton, as my dad would say, can he believe it? Well, Orton is still in that place he needs to be. Well, they're giving it time here tonight, haven't they? Giving it, I mean, how long has it been? Yeah, but in true WWE fashion, they'll probably do it. Get match, have it long, and then have to squeeze in a few matches quickly. Oh, Orton with the RKO attempt, but Kane again fighting out and pushing Orton into that ring post. post. Going for the cover. <laughs> Two. Oh, you ain't going to keep Orton down like that. You're Kane. not. But it's it's more dangerous where pins do count on the outside because you could really hurt someone and get a pin easier. Do you think it's easier than a normal match? Obviously not, no. Because, like, you know, alongside the... Falls counting anywhere, your weapons you want, so it's like an extreme rules falls count anywhere. You know, it is, it's just throwing in a lot of other things into that as well. Yeah, well, you know, even the outside interference from Zack Ryder. That's true. I mean, Orton's gone for the RKO twice, Kane's had it scouted already, so you know each man knows each other well. And Kane just going to the top there, looked like he's going for clothesline. Orton scouting Kane, just crotching him on the top. Is he going to go for a superplex? Well, the seven-foot monster is on the top rope, and Orton, bring him down. Oh, and a venomous superplex there from the Viper. But if Kane is the monster, I don't know if this could get him down. Let's see, he goes for the count. Oh, Kane with a kick out. But Orton can't keep Kane down. What's next? What can he do? These men have been through hell. Oh, fist to the mat. Oh, but Kane again fighting out. Well, first Catching time. Orton. Oh. Chokeslam. And that's it. One, two, kick out. Oh. Yes. Well, that was a nice kick out. Uh, and Kane has hit Orton with everything he's got. But Orton hasn't hit Kane with the RKO out of nowhere. Exactly. But Kane's had it scouted three times. And one choke slam already. And now Kane's got the chair. Bit of retribution for what Orton did earlier. And we notice in the front as well, we see the lovely couple there. With a couple of uh, John Cena fan kids. We'll see how their excitement is by the end of the night. As Kane now calling for the tombstone. What do you like? Untake was all Kane's call better for the tombstone. Kane's going for it now. Oh, your man Got Orton. Orton in position. Yeah, your man Orton's going to get a tombstone. Oh, no. Randy with the backslide. Oh, dodging the clothesline. Bang. RKO on the chair. Red machine. Orton pin that biatch. Well, Orton go for the pin. Two, three. <laughs> and it is just takes one RKO. Good way to start a pay-per-view. Very good way, yeah. Brilliant match between the two. You know, Orton, as always, in a good match. Kane, definitely holding his own against Orton, but not quite good enough in the end there. No, you're right about that. But not bad. I mean, like I say, mostly brawling and shortcuts and stuff like this. But towards the end, they kind of... Picked up the pace a little bit, didn't they? And Orton did what Orton does and still does to this day of um, hitting the RKO and winning. But Orton knows how to work a match. And the fans seem very happy about it. 
here in Chicago. Why wouldn't they be, James? Why wouldn't they be ecstatic that Randy Orton has won a match? I'm not saying Shut they up would, there. I'm not saying they wouldn't be, but Shh. as Orton poses, we see some of the highlights in this match. I mean, what was your favourite highlights, Dan? Uh, the RKO on the chair. My favourite one was a big boot to Kane, <laughs> to Randy Orton. I did actually think someone was going to go through the announce table, though, and I'm a bit annoyed that no one did. Yeah, yeah that's true. We'll see if the announce table goes throughout the rest of the night. Well, it is an extreme rules pay-per-view, so I am betting a pay-per-view point that it does at some point go. Oh, and we see John Laurinaitis, of course, with Eve Marie, who now is joined by Johnny Side after they betrayed Teddy Long's Team Smackdown, of course, is that bat. And we've got the uh, spin the wheel, make the deal, basically. Oh, poor Teddy Long, though, bringing in the champagne. At least he's still employed, though. Holla, holla, holla. Well, at least he's in the Hall of Fame and John Laurinaitis isn't. No, but what would a conversation between John Laurinaitis and Teddy Long sound like, Dan? Well, James, John Laurinaitis would sound like this. And holla, 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 <laughs> Teddy Long. People power at his best. But what do you, yeah, what do you think of John Laurinaitis as an on-screen character? I thought he was a dick. What the fuck is this? Brodus, Hornswoggle and the Funkadactyls. But what would happen to one of these Funkadactyls, James? Well, we've got another match. We've got Brodus Clay versus Dolph Ziggler. i tell you what happened to another one of those. Naomi there is now the WWE Women's Champion, Dan, eh? Well, you know, uh, Brodus Clay, thoughts on him? Well, he's now enjoying some success in uh, Impact Wrestling, isn't he? You know, a few matches there. Oh, wait a minute. Her opponent and her best manager, Vicky Guerrero, sat over at this point. That voice... The reaction she... Any wrestler would die for that reaction. And here comes Dolph Ziggler. He's going to be in action. Yeah, Jack Swagger is behind Vicky Guerrero there. So Jack Swagger, two years ago, defending the title against Randy Orton, and now he's uh, Dolph Ziggler's lackey. Yeah, and a year ago, Dolph Ziggler cashed in on uh, Battle de Rio and won the World Heavyweight title as well. And now we see a year... On both these men, former World Heavyweight Champions, in this match. Both unsuccessful <laughs> yeah. Money in the Bank winners going against Brodus Clay. I mean, with Ziggler, it was injury, wasn't it? I kind of stopped him. But look, out of all these... The most successful yes, one yes. is Naomi. You could argue Naomi now, because Ziggler is now stuck on hell. I mean, he's got a fantastic feud coming up now with uh, Nakamura, the superstar <laughs> Jacob. But no, seriously, that's what the match are going for. But So we can see what Brodus Clay can do, the monster, of course... Used to be... Whose lackey was he? I think it was Alberta Day. He was his lackey. And, of course, got injured, came back. And instead of going with the monster Brodus, they went with the um, Funkasaurus, Dan. The joke Brodus. Yeah. I mean, do you think Brodus could have been taken seriously? <laughs> he looks like... You know, he doesn't look like someone that could take life seriously. No. And it's, it's interesting to see a, a comedy character like this, especially with, with his weight. Do you know? The, the weight of him as well. Kind of making fun, it seems like. But... Can Dolph Ziggler get the job done? Oh, But Brodus Clay getting distracted by Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler just planting him from behind with a drop kick. Oh, but now Mr. Swagger's taking his jacket off and the express train hit Brodus Clay there on the outside and Jack Swagger showing how big man there, six foot six, Oklahoma native as well. And Ziggler will be happy to account out victory. Referee's on to five. So, Jack Swagger, do you think he could have been bigger than what he was? Of course he could. He just needed a manager. If he'd have had Paul Heyman as a manager, Jack Swagger would have worked. You know, he had the size. He had the look. He's just I suppose talked. that worked with Curtis Axel having Paul Heyman as his, as his manager. No, they didn't go with Curtis Axel properly, did they? You know, they should have done. They didn't. 
Uh, and I think it was Swagger when he talked, it was like, fuck him in fuck dash. So that didn't help him. With Ziggler, I don't know why, it's just injuries and it's just un- unfortunate, I guess. He never made it, but he should have done. And now he's got Brodus Clay down. They hit him with a famous, but Brodus Clay there managing to kick out. Ah. I don't know if Ziggler could hit the zigzag on Clay so big, but of course we know Ziggler's an amateur wrestler as well. So he knows how to take a big man down. And he's got that sleep hold in as Horsfogel barely, <laughs> barely reaches. He's on a step there. He's on the top <laughs> ring. Uh, of course, his uncle was Lord Littlebrook. We all know that now. Ziggler puts Brodus Clay down. Oh, no. A big kick out at one. Brodus Clay's showing some side boob. Oh, Brodus Clay there farting his way to his feet, even though Ziggler has a sleeper applied. Manages to throw him over his shoulder. Well, that's just the power of big Brodus. Ziggler's still, still straight on it. Fans are loving Dolph Ziggler at the moment. Well, after watching Randy Orton, you know, no one's going to be able to follow that, are they? So they might as well put two... Peanards on. Oh, wait a minute. Ziggler trying to suplex Brodus, but Bro- Brodus. Oh, with a face first suplex. He's got the power and the fancy, but now here we go. He reminds me of a fat Eugene. <laughs> Swagger on the apron. Oh, Swagger off the apron. Now Ziggler, what? He's going for the zigzag, maybe. Oh, I'm just running into Brodus Clay. Brodus just dropped his head. Oh, huge. Running splash. Yeah. Gets the cover. Wiped him out. And Ziggler loses to Brodus Clay. A match that you probably would never have remembered and I completely forgot about a couple of years ago at Extreme Rules. Shad Gaspard versus JTG in oh, a strap match. That was a huge feud at the time when it crime time there. Crime time. Well, I dream of that match if we just watched Ziggler getting squashed by Brodus. So, anybody listening... Somebody listen- call my mama. But anybody listening now... Before Ziggler only recently got screwed. Like we say, go back five years in the WWE Network and you can see him losing to Brodus. As now Naomi, Cameron and Hornswoggle in the ring. And look at Hornswoggle busting some moves, Dan. We move on to some more action. The next match is a tables match, so we'll see one going through at least. And it is Cody Rhodes versus The Big Show for the Intercontinental title. And Dan, how did this come about? Well, on April the 23rd, a rematch between The Big Show and Cody Rhodes for the WWE Intercontinental Championship was scheduled. Big Show had won the title from Rhodes at WrestleMania 28. This is basically his rematch. Yeah, so it would be interesting match. But I think it gives Cody Rhodes a bigger advantage because to pin the big man, uh, big man. rather than putting him through a table, I think it's a lot easier, Dan. Uh, I think it would be easier to put him through a table. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, you said it would be easier to pin him. No, I said it would be... That's what... No, 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 I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. All right. It'd be easier to put him through a table than pin him, wouldn't it? Most certainly, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you get the accidental falls off the ring apron or, you know, it, you could have it set up in the corner. Yep, secondly. Uh, wibble wobble, Jonathan, wobble. <laughs> yeah. But the Big Show, Intercontinental Champion, because the Big Show holds a unlikely record, doesn't he, Dan? He might be only a few men to win the WWE, WCW, ECW, United States, Intercontinental, Tag Team, Hardcore, Cruiserweight. No, he didn't want to quit it. But all those titles. Yeah. How many? Grand he, Slam, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. He's had so many title reigns. It's unbelievable, the Big Show's success. But yeah, we talked about the build-up and the WrestleMania match where Big Show went for Cody Rose's cock. Didn't he go for the knockout blow to the penis? Yeah. And then he hit him with the actual knockout blow. And the Big Show gets his WrestleMania moment after so long. Exactly, so long. And it. you can see how much it means to the big man. You know, there was tears... 
Yeah. And he isn't a kind of champion. He's defended against Cody Rhodes. We talk about men who, well, we talk about stars who should have gone on to become something. Cody Rhodes, this point in time, you expect him five years later to have won a World Heavyweight title, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I don't know. I see him trying to be a cheap knockoff of Randy Orton because he does his like venomous slide back and he seems like, you know, yeah, he's trying to be him, but he's not. No, I think Cody Rhodes is a better wrestler, Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the moves, he does disaster kick and stuff like that, you know, the crossroads. I think the problem is, because he was in Legacy, he should have had a victory over Randy Orton as opposed to Randy Orton squashing them both at, Extreme, uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania. That was funny, what? <laughs> no, it's true though, isn't it, you know? Yeah, but so you, you can't expect to go against Randy Orton and win. I think you should. Well, Jack Swagger did it, didn't he, back in 2010. But tonight, Cody Rose is worried about getting the Intercontinental title back. I think he definitely should have more success. Oh, he was definitely underrated, yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah. I mean, the Stardust Cats obviously killed him, but at this point, you would expect him to try and, you know, be beating the Big Show at this point. But the Big Show started strong, Dan, hasn't he? He has, oh, you can't stop the big man. No, he's going for the punches and the big slap across the chest, lighting Cody Rhodes up there like a firework. Huge. I mean, look at the height. I mean, Cody Rhodes nearly touched the lights there. Now, Big Show's got Cody on the outside. Of course, how easy would it be for Big Show? <laughs> oh! And that big slap echoing through the arena. How easy it would be for the Big Show to just toss Cody off onto a table. And now Big Show's <laughs> really set one up. Could it be over this quickly? Could it be over this quickly? Well, Dan, it's only smoke and mirrors, isn't it? Big Show sets up the table. Has Cody recovered enough yet? Well, here comes the Big Show. Oh, and Cody Rhodes there managing with a backslide and then going low with a chop block, taking the big man off his feet. Well, go try to go for the kick, but look at the power. Oh, he just catches Rhodes' foot and throws him backwards over the barricade. I mean, the power of the Big Show is unmeasurable. Exactly, and you don't want to make this big man angry it is not a good idea now he builds him over the fucking well he can hardly get much bigger when he's angrier (laughs) well no but it's like the hulk in it you don't want to make him even angrier (laughs) piss him off even more yeah pissed off giant as he throws cody in with ease and he gets the table now throws it in that's another table there the big show setting up i mean he's setting up as many tables as the dudleys did on their return to the wwe he did indeed but are we going to see a table spot we didn't see it in the last couple of matches but now i feel the table gets set up in a corner big show is just gonna, he's gonna just throw cody straight through it break his back look at that he's gonna go right through it set it up properly big show it's meant to be the other way around oh well he doesn't like cody now Rhodes. Oh, going to throw him for a table, but Rhodes stepping up off onto it and then with a detonation kick there to Big Show, I think. Yeah, they called it the beautiful disaster kick. Now Big Show gets the table and Cody. Oh, he's going to go and try and spear him. Oh, no. <laughs> but a Big Show responding with a shoulder barge takedown. Uh-huh. There's Cody running into the, the big truck that was Big Show. I mean, you run into a truck, what do you think is going to happen? You know, you're just going to bounce straight back off it, aren't you? Big Show's going to Irish whip. Cody, oh. straight into that railing. But Cody rolls to the outside, getting out of Big Show's way. Going to set up another table there, but the Big Show thwarting his attempt. I think the Big Show's just playing with Cody, really. Oh, he is. Lies him down. And, oh, Cody got hurt in the eye. Of course, he all knows about injuries. He had that mask for so long, didn't he? He did, yes, and he thought he was hideous. And now Big Show throws the table in, going on the apron, stepping (laughs) over. Oh, ah, 
And Cody Rhodes drop kicks to Big Show. And Big Show then goes through the table. Oh. Cody Rhodes has been given a victory for that. <laughs> and new Intercontinental Champion. I mean, well, you know, he, Cody Rhodes done an offensive move in a drop kick, knocking the Big Show off. So, you know, it is yeah, but- a legitimate win. Big Show didn't even take a bump for it. He just <laughs> stepped back. He looked. His face looked like he sat on a cake. That I thought kinda... he stood in dog shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! But the Big Show there with a flying clothesline, <laughs> wiping the smile off Cody Rhodes' face. I mean, it feels like he's been made an idiot of. Well, he does look like an idiot, and he is a sore loser. Well, how happy would you be if that had finished and you was the Big Show? Well, it's really your own fault, isn't it? You went through a fucking table. You're like, all right, I'm a fucking idiot. Don't take out Cody Rhodes, do you? It's not even a sanctioned match now. Someone needs to come out here and stop the big show. Who can stop the big show? Well, when he's this angry, like we said, the, the nasty bastard, which is the big show. We see Kurt Hawkins sign in the crowd as well. Tyler Rex and Hawkins. Yeah. Oh! And a big choke slam there through the table. I think the big show should have done this sooner rather than getting kicked for a table. Well, I agree with you. Big Show, should, if he was playing around with Cody, he shouldn't just just finished it, exactly, and then walked out there. And he sees the table he went for, and he's he knows he's a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. You know, you only got yourself to blame, Big Show. You've lost the Intercontinental title only, after only having it for a couple of few, well, what, three or four weeks. And is the Big Show entitled after... Cody Rhodes won his rematch. Yes, because he gets a rematch for the title, doesn't he? Oh my God, but Big Show picking up Cody again. And I think the big beatdown's not finished yet. And oh. he's got him out of the press. Fucking hell. Throws him for another table that was set up on the other side of the ring. Well, was it worth it, Cody? <laughs> was it worth it? Well, I suppose if it was the best of three table bumps, then the Big Show would have won it. Yeah, but a free match later, if it was <laughs> three tables... Statement said. Statement sent by the Big Show. Yeah, and he is pissed off. Okay, so now it's serious business. And up next, Dan, it is the World Heavyweight title. And it is two out of three falls. And it's Sheamus, the champion, going against Daniel Bryan. And let's have a look at the promo. It is the debut in WrestleMania for Daniel Bryan. And he debuts as World Heavyweight Champion. Good luck kiss from AJ to Daniel Bryan. Oh, wow! A throw kick by Sheamus! Was the kiss of death. It's my fault. I made 
made a mistake at WrestleMania. And I'm so, so sorry. I know I can make it up to you. Stop, okay? I hope you're happy with yourself because I am finally ready to get rid of all of this dead weight. Now get out of my ring. I said get out! On this Sunday, will I kick your ass to remain world heavyweight champion? Yes! 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 Took the cowardly way out. Oh, wait a minute. Just like he did with that poor defenseless referee, Chad Patton. Oh! Frustration's boiling over for Sheamus. General Manager Laurinaitis isn't going to like that. Who do you think you are? Now I'm going to find you. What? And if you touch a referee by accident or otherwise, you're fired. Watch out, Sheamus. can't touch Brian. Sheamus is doing a straightening and run over by Mark Henry. Here's the cover. Wait a minute. That was less than a second. At Extreme Rules... It will be indisputable, it will be undeniable that I should be the World Heavyweight Champion! We are a third of the way through, and I think the action is going to start picking up. Uh, obviously, apart from the first match that we saw, which was a great match between the two wrestlers. But, you know, there's been a couple of downers and you know hopefully seeing Daniel Bryan in action at one of his early points in time it's going to be good and very memorable yeah so let's talk about it so we saw Daniel Bryan backstage being interviewed and he says well he's just a better wrestler than uh, Sheamus is you know he's he's got more he gets more chicks of course and his beer's more manly I mean two things that I can agree on I mean me and Bryan have got that in common I guess you know, and uh, yeah, one difference, he's fucking a Bella twin and you're fucking your right hand. Yes, well now, but back then he was with uh, AJ Lee. But we talk about it, Dan, how did, it, how did it all start for these two? Well, at the uh, Royal Rumble pay-per-view event on 29th, Sheamus won the Royal Rumble match to earn the opportunity to face either WWE champion Punk or heavyweight champion Daniel Bryan for their respective titles at WrestleMania 28. Sheamus elected to wrestle Bryan and defeated him in 18 seconds to win the champion. In 18 seconds to win the championship. And on the April attempt SmackDown, Bryan invoked his rematch clause for an extreme for extreme rules. Bryan chose a two out of three falls format to prevent Sheamus from scoring yet another quick victory. James, what did you think of the promo? Well, that's interesting because it was all about AJ, wasn't it? You know, AJ... Brian blamed her for the defeat at WrestleMania. The in, kiss of death. Exactly, you know. And with, with Brian, it was shocking. But it did kick off the kind of the yes, yes, yes as well. Because Brian was saying this. And then the fans at WrestleMania. And then since then, it's catching on. This is, like we say, the start uh, towards WrestleMania. The yes movement. Yeah, the yes movement, most most definitely. 
But it's weird because Sheamus and Brian have got history as well because at last year's WrestleMania, as we're watching it now, WrestleMania 27, these two have bumped off to the pre-show, the kickoff, for the United States title. And then, of course, 18 seconds at WrestleMania. So this is the first time on the pay-per-view that Brian and Sheamus can show what they, what they can do. You know, So this should be a good match, well direct title. And Sheamus, the next big babyface, wasn't he? Like the Roman Reigns style type, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think he... He was better than Roman Reigns, you know, his character-wise wrestling ability and, and such. I think it's too, it's too early to turn him, if you know what I mean. If it, we're going to go for him, try Sheamus more Hill. But as you're talking about, what was Sheamus doing in 2010? Or what was he supposed uh, to be doing? In 2010, he was meant to be going against Triple H. But he beat him before the match start, like with a lead pipe, the one that we saw earlier on, funnily enough. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Triple H come out defying odds and he, he was concussed and he wasn't with himself and he got beaten by Sheamus. Yeah, and, and this is the interesting thing as well about that because that was Sheamus' first WrestleMania, WrestleMania 26, when he went against Triple H, of course, lost. And then with the injury, Triple H was written off WWE TV all the way through to WrestleMania 27 where he didn't confront Sheamus, did he? Who did he confront at Wrestle- before WrestleMania 27? Who, well, who did he face at WrestleMania 27? Uh, Unsake, sorry, yeah. Yeah. So they completely bypassed Sheamus and they went straight into the Triple H versus the Undertaker feud. And then Sheamus was just like, oh, I'm meant to be a big bad heel here and, and then nothing really happened to me. Yeah. I think Triple H did pedigree Sheamus and then that was basically it. And then, like I say, to try to turn him face, he did win the Rumble. Credit to him. Not many people do win the Rumble now. You know, who are new. Yeah. During this time, you had Del Rio and Sheamus winning it as well. So like, they tried it. But Sheamus is still a part of the WWE and like Daniel Bryan... Uh, very busy, hairless at the moment. <laughs> uh, well, Seamus, he's, he's got a bit of a weird hairstyle going on with his uh, mohawk. But, you know, he's not doing too bad. He's teamed with Seamus, so he had brief success with the Tag Team Championship. So, you know, both men still a very vital part of the company yeah. at what, this point. Yeah, what do you think of Daniel Bryan's look? Do you prefer this look or do you prefer the other look? I, I don't know. It's, this is... I don't know. He... he I just like Daniel Bryan as a whole, really. <laughs> you know, regardless of his look, it doesn't make him, you know, any different of a wrestler. Would you want, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, would you want him back wrestling, even if it would cause him long-term no. problems? Would you watch a Daniel Bryan match if he was to leave the WWE and maybe have one in, like, New Japan? Would you watch a Daniel Bryan <laughs> match even though... Oh, yeah, I'd watch it, but, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't support it, if you know what I mean. No, I wouldn't. Because yeah. it's not good to see anyone injure himself. Oh, no, further than necessary. But good news for Daniel Bryan here tonight. He's lasted more than 18 seconds in this match. Sheamus just hit the white noise. It's been quite an even affair so far, hasn't it? Yeah, a bit of back and forth between the two. Uh, And now Sheamus has got Bryan locked up in the cloverleaf, or the four-leaf clover. And can he make him tap in the middle of the ring? Bryan's got nowhere to go. I think the fans at the moment as well, I think supporting Daniel Bryan a little bit more than Sheamus. Just a touch, yeah. But we are in Chicago, like we said. You know, Sheamus trying to get submission on, even though Daniel Bryan's got a hold firmly on the ropes. Well, he drags him back to the middle of the ring, but Bryan with the roll-up. Oh, only a two count there. Two. Oh, fucking hell, but Sheamus responding. A huge lariat on Bryan. I mean, two out of three falls, you have to look at it different than all match, Dan. I mean, what would be your strategy going into it? Um, well, you'd want to try and get two falls as quick as possible without having to make it go any longer than it should do. Uh, but, you know, a way I'd go into it is beat them with a steel chair to within an inch of their life, get the disqualification, and then beat them twice easily. Well, there we go, and, and that's it. But neither man doing that at the moment. 
Seamus trying to work on Brian. But Brian trying to out-wrestle the bigger man. Oh, beautiful. Brian leaping off top turnbuckle of Seamus. That was a lovely springboard clothesline there by Brian. And, the so yes. and he's definitely a better wrestler than Seamus. Oh, without a doubt, as he baseball, as he baseball slides Seamus to the outside. But Brian, the problem is his high-risk offense. He puts his body on the line every move he hits. As now he goes onto the apron. Run along the apron, but he tries taking oh. Seamus out. But Seamus catches him and rams him into the barrier. <laughs> as you were saying, his high risk is very risky for him. Yeah, and we know how uh, well. Seamus has got a history of being quite tough as an opponent as well, if you're quite stiff. So this is a good matchup between two. Like I say, showing what each can do as Seamus shows no care for Brian. Oh, I think it was a kind of a stumble and fall. Yeah. But Seamus going up top there with Brian down on his... Oh, as I say that, Brian gets up quickly and crutches Seamus on the top rope, sending him crashing to the mat. And Brian, at this point in time as well, like I said, a veteran 15 years in the independence going... Everywhere in the world now, finally getting his chance at WWE, giving a world heavyweight title. Of course, losing it the way he did at WrestleMania, but still being. This is what I like about Brian as well. Still being used as a main event, and still being that kind of. You know, we talked about Randy Orton earlier, always yeah. being in that top level feud because the fans loved him so much as well. Yeah, well, you know, he started off middle of the road. He got a bit of success with the US title. Yeah. And, you know, worked his way up and he worked very hard for it. Yeah, and Brian, another one we talked about, Grand Slam champions. Brian, of course, won the uh, WWE World title, World Headweight Championship, tag team, US. Intercontinental. Did he win Intercontinental? Yeah, he did win because he won it in the ladder match, didn't oh, he? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, an Intercontinental champion. So Brian has won all that basically <laughs> is to win. And with his weight, I think he could go down to 205 and a uh, couple of cruiserweight matches. Him versus quite a good one. Yeah. But Brian, at the moment, is just picking away at Seamus. You see, he's got the submission, but at the same time, working on the fingers as well. It's just nice to watch the way Brian does it. You know, it's the kind of style. He's very innovative with the way he goes about things. Yes, uh, and using different pressure points as well. The, the perfect kind of wrestler. There's I mean, not a wasted movement no. with him. It's all like one move straight into another, into another, and it's just they're all designed to wear. Your opponent down. Yeah, of course, Brian going into any match is usually a smaller man anyway, so he has to find a way to try and divide and conquer as, as it was. But neither man getting a full yet, so this match might have a little bit of time, but this is all good, isn't it? Getting no time. Sheamus getting no time to breathe there as well. Brian with the knees to the midsection, stopping the big man from breathing. <laughs> Oh, and now he's just got both feet planted on Seamus's face and he takes his hand off the ring ropes to say that it's all my weight on him. Oh, Seamus, I'm trying to, respond, trying to get back into it. But even with this kind of beat down, even if sure, oh, he still needs to get another one as well, doesn't he, you know? He does, yeah. And that he needs to get him quickly as well. Because the longer this goes on, I think the more Seamus is going to get tired and the more Brian's going to be able to finish him off easier. Yeah, most definitely. Seamus missing now wildly. Brian with a huge uppercut. <laughs> Brian with a huge uppercut there on Sheamus. So there's, it's a standard match. There's no disqualifications, no use of apparatus. No, uh, yeah, exactly. Just a stand, bog standard, two out of three. Do you know, back in the day, this is how championships were defended, Dan. Two out of three falls to make sure you had a proper champion. Or like an Iron Man match. Yeah, most definitely. You know, Ric Flair did it as well later on with the 60-minute matches as well. 
even back in the day, because that's how you have the champion defending. You have him getting one fall, the other guy getting one fall, and then going to a, a 60-minute draw <laughs> with neither man getting it. But Brian is brilliant, like I say, working the arm, working every bit of Sheamus. So what do you think of AJ Lee? She's a big part of this storyline. What do you think of AJ Lee at this time? Well, she was playing a part of a manageress really well. You know, um, the bit between her and CM Punk, I think it's a bit later on. Yeah, this this year, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, it, it went really well and I quite enjoyed the storyline and, you know, the way that went. Yeah, and the way it went in real life as well, of AJ yeah. and CM Punk ending up together. Brian, like you said, of course, with a Bella twin. And Sheamus now getting some momentum in this. Big knee strikes by Sheamus. Brian goes to the apron. Oh, Brian's in prime position for one of Sheamus's signature moves. Yeah, 10 beats of the battle. Just wailing on Brian's chest. He's going to cave it in, Dan. And Sheamus is going to bring him in the hard way as well. And he hit the fall away slam, goes for the pin. But Brian managing to get his shoulder up at two. Sheamus come up. Brian managing to fight out, though. Truck toe. I would send Sheamus crashing into the middle turnbuckle. Oh, and Brian kicking the rope, hitting Sheamus in the face. Brian working over Sheamus in the corner, lifting him up to the second rope. What's Brian going to do all the way up here? Oh, oh, goes for a hurricane runner, but Sheamus holds on. He's perched up on top, shoulder barge off. Oh, he's going to get him down now. Goes for the cover, but Brian managed to kick out. Sheamus can't believe it, fella. What, what can he do to put Brian down? Not once, but twice. Brian on the apron again is Sheamus stalking him. Big right hand. Oh, going to suplex him back into the ring. Oh, Brian managing to reverse it. Oh, Sheamus charges towards Brian, but Brian lowbridges him, sends him out of the match. Could Daniel Bryan go flying here? I think, flying Brian. I think we'll see flying Brian. <laughs> is it suicide dive? Oh! But Seamus meets him as he comes to dive through the rope with a big... Well, he's got Brian up the power bomb. Oh! Two. Oh. Oh, Brian managing to roll through and pins him, but like I say, only getting a two. Two. And now he's going to go for the yes lock. No. Seamus managing to push him off, but Brian, like a pit bull there, going for that left arm. Managing to toss him off again. Uh, it used to be known as the Bell Lock after Gene LaBelle, the famous Canadian wrestler. Gene LaBelle. Yeah, with the uh, submission. But now Brian trying to get in. Seamus knows this. I mean, Brian's been working on the arm. Majority of the match. Oh, Seamus looking to try and spear Brian. <laughs> Brian sidesteps it and Seamus goes straight into the ring post. And that definitely moved the ring about an inch or two. It did. And you can see the surprise of Brian's face. Sold it perfectly. And this is what good... It, why you can tell as a good wrestler or not? Because not only do they do have match, you say you can tell as a good wrestler or not. Not only do they have good matches, but they can tell the emotion and what's going on with the match with their face. If you're not sure what's happening with the action, just look at the reaction. Brian didn't expect that to happen, and yeah, <laughs> he was pleasantly surprised. And now Brian ramming Sheamus into the ring post twice there with the arm as well. Don't. Definitely working on that left arm there for the label lock. Yeah, I mean it's just brilliant by. Daniel Bryan, you know. Wrapping Sheamus's left shoulder around that ring post. Bryan showing his vicious side here as well. And now the Miz like kicks. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, it is. The Miz does these kicks, Dan. Bryan. <laughs> Bryan done them better. And the yes chance as well. And look at this. Referee's counting. And oh. it doesn't matter. And he's disqualifying Bryan. He is. And kicks. And has he done enough damage, though? 
to warrant that fall. I mean, you did say, work it. He's not still chair, but he is smirking. He's got a grin on his face. He doesn't have a cigarette. But has Daniel Bryan done enough now to put Seamus away? Dan, tell me. Well, you know, the strategy I was going to go for, you know, it's two very wise Daniels. You know <laughs> what I mean? We're, we're connected on a Daniel level. And, you know, we, we both understand wrestling a lot better than other people with beards and ginger hair, yeah. like you have. Of course, yes, everybody knows. But now Seamus calls the arm as he's serious. His, face, his arm, oh, fuck me, dangling by his side now, the amount of damage that's been. Oh. And Brian running so fast, it was like a blur going across the screen. <laughs> oh, now he's got him. Got the yes lock locked in deep. Seamus, nowhere to go, middle of the ring. Your best bet is to tap out. Uh. And then hopefully you can recover because if you keep it in, he will rip the arm off. Can Seamus get to the rope? He's got to try and get to that rope to force the break. He's one up. He only needs to win one more fall. And he's fading fast. And of course, with another fall as well. Seamus, just tap out. It's your best chance. But he's shown the heart and determination of a Celtic warrior, Dan, isn't he? A Celtic warrior. The great white Seamus trying to get to that bottom rope there. Brian's definitely earning his spurs tonight. Seamus is out. Referee's checking. Seamus is out. Seamus is out cold. <laughs> he didn't tap out. He passed out. But now, all the damage done with one more fall. One fall. It's, Daniel's Brian's. it's Daniel Bryan's to lose now, surely. It is in the bag for the Bryan. Well, surely victory here. And the fans certainly have shown who they want to win. Surely. Yes, Stan. Yes. 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 The fans telling everybody doctors checking on Chambers and he's just sleeping. Well he took he probably knocked him half out with the running kick. Exactly. And then just got submission and Seamus true, like we say, so tough. And I don't think there's any way Seamus can retain his championship at this point. Daniel Bryan has been spot on with his game plan. Seamus has taken too much punishment. Bryan's just laying in wait. I mean, is this enough time for Seamus to recover? I don't think it is, no. You know, he's had a very long match with, with Bryan already and he's just passed out. Bryan again. Oh! Bryan runs in. Seamus hits him with the bro kick. I mean... Was that just the last resort? Can he get across for a cover? Exactly. Desperation. But Seamus now can retain his title. He's taking his sweet-ass time, though. Well, he's got a dead arm. Can he get the arm over? Or even hooking a leg? Two. Oh, but Brian there, he took too long over the cover and he managed to kick out. <sighs> Brian's still in this. And Seamus thinking, shade fella. Brian using the ropes to get back to his feet. Seamus now up to his knees. <laughs> and we're going to see the Miz kicks again. Oh, targeting that shoulder, but Seamus responding with a big right hand. <laughs> Another huge kick. Big right hand from the Great White. Oh, Brian with a knockout kick on Seamus. Can he roll him over? This be it. One, two, three. Oh, Seamus there managing to kick out. Oh, what? That's what you call a kick to the face. And now where is Daniel Bryan going? Is he channeling his inner Chris Benoit? <laughs> Bryan to the top. Oh, but Seamus cuts him off. Clubbing blows to Bryan. 
Brian slumped across the top rope now. Sheamus is going crazy. Going for a superplex. Oh, and still holding on. Sitting down on Sheamus. And now with the headbutts. And now Sheamus is the one in a precarious position. Oh. He's tumbling back down to the map. Brian perched up top. Going to go flying. Here we go. Daniel Bryan. Oh, Sheamus moving out of the way at the last minute. Had that move scouted. He did. It, nothing but canvas on that one there. And now both men struggling to get to their feet. And we see the replay of that kick to the face. Sheamus likes it. He likes it hard. <laughs> Brian back to his feet in the corner. Oh. Sheamus managing to move out of the way. Brian hitting the top turnbuckle. Sheamus there managing to take Brian down. Well, he's using his arm as a weapon, but he's just down by his side, so he's basically just throwing his arm. <laughs> I suppose if he's got no feeling <laughs> in it anyway. Yeah. Throwing it in Brian. Oh. The Irish curse backbreaker there by Sheamus. Will that be enough? Sheamus thinks to himself it won't be. Now trying to get the crowd behind him as well. well he's going for the bro kick now. Brian. Oh, my. God. Fucking hell, turns Brian inside out with a bro kick. One, two, three. Oh. And Sheamus retains his heavyweight championship. My God, but what a great match. Indeed. It was, yeah, you know, it, it was a match that definitely could have gone either way and Sheamus, well-fought victory. No, yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, the story told in it, it made sense, didn't it, Brian? Cutting down Sheamus early, going, working on the arm, getting disqualified like we talked about by just continue kicking, making Sheamus pass out. But Sheamus showing a heart determination. A lot of a true warrior. Manages to get the pin in the end. But I don't think Brian gets hurt from this defeat, does he? <laughs> Definitely not, no. He goes on to bigger and better things. Yeah. I think this is Brian's role, you know. I think <laughs> people thought of him as this kind of heel. And even with a face as well, because Brian managed to play that so well. So, you know, the fans just made him a star in this next few couple of years. Didn't it really? Like <laughs> But Sheamus, World Heavyweight Champion now. Of course, not at that same level as we talked about teaming up with Cesaro. But still, at least he's employed with the WWE, which is, can only be a good thing. Yeah, you know, there's a few wrestlers on this card that aren't and probably won't ever will be. But Sheamus wins in a great match for the World Heavyweight title. So Santino Morella backstage. Of course, we know United States Champion. Oh, my God. And look who's joining him, Dan. Talk about men who never wrestle for the WWE again. <laughs> it's the great Carly. Wow. Local and competitor. Aaron Relic and Jay Lethal. What was his name? Because I think these two, Dan, the reason why I focused them so much, I think these two are going to be big stars. I know we're in 2012 now, but I've got a feeling these two, especially the guy on the right, you know. Aaron Relic and Jay Hatton. They are star names. I mean, he's got really cool tattoo, hasn't he, on the torso. But now the little fella's got the mic. Yeah, so two is greater than one. I mean, it just got the mic. Sorry, I was baffled then. Oh, no, I wasn't. I was I was just looking on at these two great promos. Don't you love a wrestling promo when the guy gets it? He goes, and i tell you something. I love it wrestling. that just shout. I mean, you go back to the late 80s, really, uh, mid-80s for really great Sid wrestling. Sid Vicious. Shout. Sid Vicious. Uh, the Nasty Boys. I've looked at Nasty Boys promos. All they do Pretty is man, just man. shout. Pyramids. All they do is shout. But two is better than one. I don't care who their opponent is. My God, it's a man who they had to get Goldberg in to replace him once he left that. It's a man who came up with the Shield triple powerbomb. It's a man who don't know how they survive without him. It's Ryback. Ryback rules. My God, what did you think of Ryback? I think you should feed him. 
feed him what? Feed him more. Oh, <laughs> not <laughs> Shannon more. Not Shannon. He could eat Shannon more. He actually. probably could eat Shannon more. Little Mfer. Yeah. And shit him out for lunch. And then eat him again, and then sick out that the shit, and then shit out that sick. So anyway, Aaron Relic and Jay Hatton going against Rye back here, and and exactly, and I, I two is greater than one. Yes, I don't think Ryback stands a chance. And the crowd, funnily enough, chanting Goldberg. It's only because Ryback's better than Goldberg, of course. My God, Superman punch now, Ryback. Gets caught with a big <laughs> boot from Ryback. And uh, this poor dude is in a lot of trouble now. <laughs> Was that a jackhammer? No, well, it looked like a jackhammer. Picked him up, slammed him down, slapping his head. I mean, Ryback. Do you know Vincent Mann actually thought, yeah, Ryback could be like a number three babyface for me. Oh, Relic didn't want any of it. But he gets thrown into the ring by uh, Ryback. <laughs> We're going to see the big clothesline. Oh, That's similar to a spear. Meat hook clothesline. And what's next? Finish him. That's close to who's next. <laughs> He's got him up now. Honestly, I can't remember what he calls that, but it doesn't matter. Pinning both men now. Oh, And two wasn't greater than one. No, these two guys got shell-shocked. And that... Was it? And Santino Moreno, great Carly, going, shall we challenge them to a... Hey, great Carly, do you want to challenge live back to a two-on-one handicap match? Match. <laughs> match. Luigi Mario. What would a great Carly say to Santino? Anamada! Alalakpa! Wow. And extreme rules, yeah. Ryback rules. Ryback extreme rules rules. Ryback, did he go on to have a great, successful WWE career from this point? Not really. I mean, he had trouble with uh, CM Punk, didn't he, during his time. And we see CM Punk. And listen to the crowd there, Dan. He's home. Shut up, Matt Stryker. Give me the wheel. So, yes, we see CM Punk, best in the world, backstage saying that he's ready for Chris Jericho after all. And he's going against the best in the world at what he does. Exactly. But after all that has happened, we are next going to have CM Punk Chris Jericho for the WWE World Heavyweight title. So let's have a look at the promo. Bottoms up, punk! Is the WWE Universe witnessing CM Punk in the middle of his first bender? Your father is an alcoholic. Alcohol is in your blood, punk. And your sister? Well, she's got problems with substance abuse, doesn't she? And now that you've had a taste, it's in your genes. You're going to want another one. Are you tipsy? And another one. It's your destiny to be a drinker, isn't it? You like the taste of whiskey? The first of the 12 steps of an alcoholic's recovery is admitting that you're powerless to alcohol. You like the taste of beer that is taking control of your life. What were you doing in a pub that your life is unmanageable? Were you drinking? You're on the path to alcoholism. I want to propose a toast. Don't drink too much because if you do, it goes straight to your head. Just admit it, punk. You've lost your dignity. You've lost your personal beliefs. And in two weeks at Extreme Rules, you're going to lose the only thing you have left. The WWE Championship. CM Punk is drinking. 
And as a result, you need to strip him of the world championship. I'm gonna make sure there's a credible proof that he's in violation of the policy. I have an idea. Make Punk take a field sobriety test. And when he fails, which he will, because he's been drinking, then you can legally strip him of the championship. Sir, I'm gonna need for you to recite your alphabet backwards. Uh, Z, X, there's a, there's, a v, there's a V in there somewhere, I know. Sir, I'm gonna need you to walk this straight line right here. Come on, look at this. This guy is drunk. Just give me, just give me one more chance. Z, Y, X, P, O, E, D, C, B, A. This dark place that you sent me to, I'm gonna use it and I'm gonna channel it. Let me assure you that in Chicago, in front of my friends and my family and my hometown, in front of my father, in front of my sister, I'm coming after you from this dark place, Chris Jericho, because this is no longer about me being the best in the world. This is about me kicking your ass. So, Dan, how did this all start? On the first Raw of the year, Chris Jericho returned to WWE. He made it clear that he wanted to reclaim his title as the best wrestler in the world, which CM Punk had claimed to be since Money in the Bank 2011. Which CM Punk was, but anyway, continue. Uh, Punk defeated Jericho at WrestleMania 28, and in the weeks following the event, Jericho attacked Punk several times, once pouring a bottle of Jack Daniels over him. A pointed insult to the straight edge punk and vowed to lead punk down the path to alcoholism just like his father. So there we go. You see the like sort of promo, the kind of cheap way Jericho is trying to get into it. But how do we lead up to here, Dan? Uh, on April the 16th uh, on Raw, Jericho challenged punk to a Chicago street fight at Extreme Rules for the WWE Championship. Punk had held the WWE Championship since November 2011 at Survivor Series. So would CM Punk lose tonight? Has Jericho got into CM Punk's head, Dan? Well, I mean, what do you think of this feud? Uh, you know, again, it went personal. You know, it's Punk's beliefs. He is actually alcohol-free and drug-free and all that. And, you know, it, it just takes him into account. And Jericho, he's... Up there with CM Punk as being a great talker as well. So, you know, the both men back and forth yeah. on the mic. I think that's brilliant. And the way they went against each other, you know, it was two great talkers and they talked a brilliant promo. Yeah, without a doubt. But again, this is the part of the problem as well. It wasn't a main event feud, even though... How can I explain this right? I, I did like the Jericho Punk program, but the problem with CM Punk's W title reign as well at this point and this is something why he left for as well. It wasn't treated as the main event. At WrestleMania, it was mid-card. The same with this now, you know what I mean? It's not main event of the pay-per-view. CM Punk, uh, John Cena main event more pay-per-views during this time, CM Punk's title reign, than CM Punk did. And I think the Jericho Punk feud deserved that kind of stage as well, don't you think so? You know, I think, I think Punk most definitely did. On the microphone, it was the hottest thing in wrestling in, in 2011 as well, after his pipe bong pro, pipe bomb promo and he just wasn't happy with it whereas Jericho has made great strides you know being in WWE title matches here what was he doing a couple of years previously at Stream Rules was Jericho there? Uh, he was there against Edge against who's going against Edge? yeah because uh, he had just been beaten for his title by Jack Swagger hit him with the gut wrench powerbomb 
to Kank and you know you know the history yeah. with Jack Swagger and then uh, that was after he had had a match with Edge at WrestleMania I believe yeah he did yeah he, Jericho retaining the world heavyweight title and quite a shocker and like I say Jericho now in a WWE title match he was a title match at WrestleMania 28 you look f- five years later to where we are in 2017 now Jericho still had a quite a marquee match with Kevin Owens yeah. at WrestleMania didn't he you know again you know another feud imposing in on itself yeah. he's had some of the great I think he's had a feud with every single one on the roster exactly we, too, we talk about all the greats that he has all the people that we love as well well, we're going to see Jericho. I am watching CM Punk's entrance, no doubt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially in Chicago. But Jericho coming out here now, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, especially with a street fight, anything goes. So this should be wild. And it is, is what I remember it It's as. not just a street fight, though, James, is it? No, it's a Chai Town, Chicago. I think there's about 14,817 in there, Dan. And it is ram. It is packed to the rafters. All cheering for CM Punk, hometown hero. WWE champion, like we say, since November. And it's great to see CM Punk in action here on the W. I'm always a fan of that. i tell you what, if I was allowed, I'd watch Punk every week. And he's dressed for fighting, Dan. Look at him. He's got the, uh, he's got the jeans on. He knows it's going to be a street fight. So Jericho looking at the ultimate prize, the WWE title. He's held multiple times. He has. But can he get it out of the grips of CM Punk? Here we go, Jericho causing jeans as well. How do you think this part's going to go, Dan? It's going to be brutal between the two. You know, both men are dressed in jeans. Uh, you know, they do both mean business. Yeah, look at Punk the early going as well. The strikes combination. Now it. And the strikes combinations to Jericho. Just beating him down. Everything Punk does is loved. And the thing about Jericho I like, he's still got his wrestling boots on, hasn't he? That's what's good. <laughs> yeah, he's kept true to his wrestling boots. And already over the ring announcers. Oh, and Punk. Throwing a couple of chairs into the ring. He definitely means business. Throwing Y2J into the ring now, along with the chairs. CM Punk. Now I've got this kendo stick straight to Jericho's midsection. It's how to work an instrument. Oh, Irish rip to Jericho. Go to swing for it. Oh, oh Jericho holding on to the rope there, avoiding a swelt round the face. Did, but Punk's chasing Jericho. Jericho running away. Like a big girl's blouse. Run away, Jericho. Lures Punk into the ring. Oh, but <laughs> runs into a clothesline. It's been all Punk. Yeah, it's been Punk all over the place. CM Punk just playing. I mean, he's in his hometown. He's untouchable at the moment. And swelting Jericho across the back there with that Singapore cane. Well, that... Kendo it, stick. That is going to leave welts. It is. I'll tell you what. If it is a Singapore cane, Dan, and that's definitely a foreign object, isn't it? You know? And Jericho now somehow... <laughs> Got control. I think it was a rake to the eyes, but everything's legal here, Dan, isn't it? Yes. And you Punk... know Jericho can wheel out his wily old tricks. He can Punk's on the apron now, and Jericho's picked up the stick. <laughs> oh, straight across a midsection of Punk. Jericho's never done that before in his career. Oh, springboard dropkick! I didn't see that coming there. Taking him Punk down off the apron. Into the mat below. We know that mat is literally only a quarter inch thick with a hard concrete below. Jericho has got the Singapore cane in his hand. But Jericho put in control now in Chicago. Be one of the biggest upsets of all time, wouldn't it, Dan? A Canadian winning in Chicago. Unbelievable, especially in front of CM Punk's friends and family. Jericho, Irish whipping Punk into the barricade. Punk going flying over. Oh, nearly taken out Lillian Garcia. Oh, no. Run, Lillian, run. Now Jericho not giving up, not letting up with the punches. 
and he means necessary, like I say, any dirty trick. What was that ring bell? Well, I just annoyed CM Punk like the announce table now. Which hasn't gone through. Not yet. Michael Cole looking on as well. Booker T still got the confidence to sit down. Oh, was that a headbutt? Jericho, like I said, was using a headbutt. Subdue Punk, throws him back in the ring. Removing the top turn buckle there. He's cut it over his hand <laughs> and he's punching Punk with it. That's innovative. He's really say, oh, but Punk been mocked by that really now fighting back with the chops and don't forget like you said the top rope now the turnbuckle is exposed but chops in the corner for CM Punk take your t-shirt off Sam saying <laughs> oh Irish rip to Jericho big knee oh into the corner but thank god it wasn't the unprotected turnbuckle and it was the protected turnbuckle <laughs> you, that are, you are right about that Jericho very very good timing by him to get in the way of CM Punk's move and like I say protection on the turnbuckle but still hell away to fall as Michael Cole said earlier with Big Show through Cody at the ring nearly 20 feet uh, 20 foot and Jericho right in front of the sister trying to expose that barricade to get the, the I think it's just snip. it is still underneath we can confirm that look how fit the mum is as well who's the mum on the left yeah the CM Punk top no right and now, that weird one looking over. And now Jericho face face with his sister. Oh, and Punk's sister slaps Jericho around the face. And I don't think that's made the Canadian happy. Slap her, Jericho. She got involved in Jericho is. Oh, he we went to chase her off. Seeing Punk's sister moved out of the way. And then, obviously, the brother didn't like seeing the sister no. getting hit on. It's about family. You're going to cry in a minute. It's about family. Seeing Punk showing his... Look how furious he is. Taking it out on the announce tables. Well, they're just like, what did we do? And now Jericho is going to be in big trouble lifting him up. Ooh, slams him through the announce table cover. I mean, that never gets used as a weapon, and today it has been. It has, and the cardboard with a WWE sign on it, though. Well made, well done. And now Punk, like we say, got the two announce tables. He's taking it up a level here. Drug free, poison free, arm full of CM Punk. Hey, he took his t shirt <laughs> off. And look at that. Look at his tight rip body. Of course, we know CM Punk changed his diet in late 2012 as well to try and gain a little bit of definition to it. Looking in fine condition now as he gets Jericho up for the powerbomb. Jericho managed to fight out and gets a back body drop on Punk. Wasn't expecting that. No, <laughs> Jericho, desperation there. Calls for it, he knows he was in the descendancy. Now he's trying to save the match. And now he's got the monitor. I guess he's trying to monitor the situation, Dan. The announce table. And it's not half the announce table it used to be. Oh! Snaps it over Punk's back. And that has got to have been painful. I mean, that cardboard is nearly an eighth of an inch thick. But the shards. The shards went flying. I mean, that could blind someone as well. And he might now, have got a splinter. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I will teach you how to fight with turtles. No. And Jericho throws Punk in the ring. And now he's trying to pin it. cover. Not two. Chicago. Oh. Punk managing to kick out. Oh. And those kids have watched a lot of wrestling and they don't seem very happy, do they? We're keeping an eye out for them. Where's John Cena? And now he's got him in a deadly submission and seeing Punk can't get out of it. I don't think Punk will tap out, but this is just trying to wear the big man down, trying to get the crowd to quieten. And it's not happening, is it? Oh, and Punk gives him separation there with a back body drop. Oh, seeing Punk hanging Jericho up on that top rope. Punk looking to go springboard. Oh. Well, I think he saw Jericho going to swing that kendo stick to try and stop himself. But already momentum was behind him, wasn't it, as Jericho hit him. 
Yeah, it did, and he got face first with that kendo stick. But don't forget, even though Jericho's wearing punk down now, there's still a chair set up in the corner, and there's still an exposed turnbuckle as well. We keep an eye out for these things. It's like an episode of Cluedo. It I, is indeed. Chris Jericho in the corner <laughs> with, with a exposed turnbuckle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a punk trying to run up Jericho. No. Kick oh. out. Kick out. Ugh. Well, Punk's got the kendo stick, though. Is he going to use it? No. Jericho with a step up in Seguri. And now he's going for the pin. Two. Oh. Shoulder up and a kick out by Punk. Ugh. Like I say, Jericho is entertaining. Give the devil his due. And <gasps> now that's not mountain Jew he's got underneath the ring, is it? What is it in his hand? Steve, why is that? Oh, my God. He must have been under, under there for years because Stone Cold hasn't <laughs> been in the ring yeah. for a while. How did he know it was there? But he's got the can, and he's going to open up a can on CM Punk. But not a can of whoop-ass, a can of beer. This is disgusting. This is like being... <gasps> he's drug and poison free. That is like, oh, that's torture for Punk. Pouring beer, the smell of it, after he knows his dad was an alcoholic. These problems, Jericho, lowest of the low layer. And CM Punk, this is not right. Getting I mean, beaten down. Punk, he doesn't drink, so he must be getting drunk off the fumes. This would be the equivalent of you getting covered in Arsenal tops. Now Jericho with another beer, but he's going to drink it first. Oh! Sam Punk with a kick to the midsection and a couple of kicks spitting the beer out of Jericho's... Kicking and hitting the beer out of Jericho's mouth. Yeah, he's got a stick, a kendo stick in hand. Like I say, wailing way on Chris Jericho. Now can he get back into it? I think he can. Oh, that is a beautiful calf kick with a kendo stick up there to support him. Now I'm seeing Punk go through his repertoire. Beautiful there, neck breaker. Swinging neck breaker there, lovely. Yeah. He's going to go up now for the big elbow drop. Can you feel it? Jericho to the corner, and now Punk. Fans behind him, of course. Big knee. Oh, take your front teeth out. Running bulldog. No, he's going to hit him with a kendo stick to the ball, Stan. And it is. He's signalling for it. Night, night. Yes, the GTS. Originally came out. Who created the move, Dan? Oh, Jericho low going for the walls of Jericho. Had but, Punk scouted, but Punk managing that leg strength flare to roll out the way. And a power slam betting around the audience. No, going for no, the pin as it was. No, CM Punk. No. Look. No, Punk CM, nearly fell. He couldn't handle the weight of Chris Jericho. CM Jericho's Punk. only a small boy. CM Punk is, Shut is, up. is 20 times the wrestler around the Orton was. <laughs> if CM Punk was there today, he would be W. CM Punk's better than Randy Orton. Hands Shut down. Up. It's true. It's a fact. There's no, no point saying anything else. It's a fact. CM Punk now to the apron after a beautiful move on Jericho, like we say, go to the top. And he's going to go that for the... That is your opinion of CM Punk. He's going to go for the top rope. Oh! But Jericho there on the top rope and crutches Punk on the top. And now Jericho going to meet him on the second rope with the punches. Come on, CM Punk. Going for the superplex, but CM Punk jumps to fight out. Oh, responds by hitting Jericho with a couple of big elbows. Is Jericho going to Jericho? Oh, yes. and a double chop to... Double Mahuma chop there to either side of Jericho's neck. Sends him crashing to the mat. Can Punk deliver his patented elbow? Or Macho Man's patented elbow that Punk stole? He doesn't bet the Macho. doesn't bet the Michaels. This is the best elbow in the business of seeing Punk. Look at that. Beautiful. Hits his mark. Goes for the cover. And that is over and oh. done with. CM Punk retains his WWE No, 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 no. What? Jericho kicked out. Oh, uh, no. Oh, uh, no. And CM Punk can't believe it. I, I cannot believe it. I turned round. I flicking through my notes for match after. 
this title match is still ongoing. Could go either way. Why would you flick through your notes for the match after when we haven't even spoken about what we thought of the finish of the match anyway? CM Punk, CM Punk picks up Jericho now with a forearm. Not after the GTS attempt by CM Punk. Got Jericho up. Punk got out and Jericho there with his patented running bulldog. And now he's celebrating before he puts the man away. A bit like Dan celebrates before he actually gets a victory. Jericho going for the springboard. Oh, going for his lion salt there, but Punk catching him on the middle rope. He's got him in an electric chair position now. And is he trying to get him down? Oh, gets him down in position for the GTS. He's got him. Jericho oh. down the back, though. And he's got him with a clothesline now, Jericho. His chair's there. Ja- oh, why to jad That moves headfirst into a chair. Rolls him up. One, t- oh. Yes! And Jericho is new. No, he's not. See a punk. Kicks out of that. Yeah, he does. And Jericho, unbelievable there. So using his ring awareness to throw Punk in, trying to roll him up any means necessary, oh. but he can't keep the WWE champion down. And what a war it's been as both men struggling to get to the feet, the sweat dripping off their backs, the tears in their eyes, and the blood pumping through their veins. And Jericho oh, hits Punk with the code breaker, and Punk's in trouble. Well, partial. Um, come on, he's taking too long now, more than five seconds. Maybe Jericho doesn't want to finish him like that. <laughs> oh, that look in his eye, I don't think he does. He wants to punish Punk in his hometown. He does, he's smirking. He's got a grin on his face, James. He doesn't have a cigarette. And he's going for the walls of Jericho. Uh-oh. Can he turn him? Can he turn him? Oh, my God. And Jericho, he's got that knee planted in Punk's back there, pinning him to where he is on the mat. Oh, he's got the step through, but Punk's arm's trapped underneath. He's got the walls. Momentary- walls and Punk is stuck. Is there anything here that can help him? Anything nearby, maybe? The referee? <laughs> anything Anything to your other side, Punk? Go on, grab the kendo stick. And your left-hand side, though. Oh, no, he's crawling away from the kendo stick towards a ring rope. He doesn't, away. Yeah, he doesn't want it. He's not got the greatest of ring awareness, has he? Oh. Yeah, well, CM Punk is better than Benton- Orton. And he's trying to go for the bottom rope. And he's got there. He's safe. But it doesn't matter because anything goes. It is. It is an extreme rules match or Chicago street fight, as you will. And now seeing Punk struggling, just trying to get out the ring. Is there anything there? Oh, Jericho hasn't seen it. Punk's got a fire extinguisher. And now we've all seen how deadly that white, foamy, like powdery uh, gas is. He's trying to put out the fire to get out of the walls of Jericho. The walls of Jericho were burning. Punk, put that fire out, baby. Right to the eyes, like you say. You get hit in the eyes of that. You won't be able to see nothing. Jericho trying to use referee's shirt to wipe his eyes. Punk's got the fire extinguisher. Oh! Goes to the bread basket on Jericho and knocks him out of the ring. Punk's <laughs> still got that fire yeah. extinguisher in hand. Punk's definitely like, he's like a mini Ghostbuster. He's just following around with his weapon. Going to put Punk, uh, put Jericho out. Oh! Big kick across the head there. Sends him laying onto the announce table. Well, that was a huge knockout kick. And, and what are you doing, CM? Punk looks like he's going to go up top. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it's like AJ Styles, isn't it, CM Punk? It's like Alan Jones versus Phil Brooks. Doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? <laughs> And Punk to the top rope now. Jericho laying across the announce table. Oh, my God. Going to hit the elbow a second yeah. time and hits its mark on Jericho. And we see an announce table put through properly. A table put through properly. Hey. <laughs> what impact that exploded announced. 
Jericho looks like he's actually hurt big time. And Punk now struggling to his feet. I mean, he's a hell of a match. Trying to throw Jericho in. And this will be the finish, surely. Don't call me Shirley. Punk straight into the Anaconda Vice. He's got Jericho. Go on, squeeze. Y2J going to tap. Oh, no. Jericho's picked up the kendo stick. Spins it round to the right way. Oh, no. The submission's on too tight. Jericho can't do anything. Oh, oh. manages to hit across the Fucking head hell. and shoulders there to break the anaconda vice. <laughs> Woo. I was thinking, what's all the wet in the ring? It's all the beer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've seen blood, sweat and beers here tonight then. And Jericho going with a kendo stick. But oh, look, I can see a punk with a chair. Chair to the midsection. Oh. oh! But Jericho hits the code breaker with the chair in between him and Punk, and that looked very devastating. Uh, I think that's One, it. Two. Come on. Oh. oh. Fucking hell. And the, the last moment possible to kick out. Yeah, the closest we've been to either man winning. And like you say, this could go either way at the moment. Seeing Punk's in a lot of trouble. A lot of pressure, though. Hometown WWE champion. Jericho's got nothing to lose, has he? He hasn't, no. And everything to win. Jericho there, riling up the crowd while laying a beating onto Punk. Jer- Jericho. Jericho picking him up by his hair, saying, this is how I'm going to finish you. Oh, he's going to try and finish him with a GTS. That oh. would be the ultimate insult to injury. You cheeky bastard. Beating, beating the guy in his hometown with his own finisher. Who would do such a thing? No one's that out of order. No, Jericho goes for it. Oh, but Punk catches him. Oh, my God. He's got him in a move that doesn't work. <laughs> Slingshot into the exposed turnbuckle, gets Jericho onto his shoulders, delivers GTS. That's it! One, One two, two, three. And still. Exactly, Dan. Still WWE champion, the best in the world, CM Punk in his hometown of Chicago, beating Jericho in a Chicago street fight. The family's happy, the fans are happy, I'm happy. Dan, what do you think of that great match? I thought it was all right, yeah. It wasn't as good as the Orton versus Kane match, but, you know, nothing nothing could really. But, you know, both men wrestled out of their skin. And, yeah, you know, Punk winning in his hometown. It's got to have been done, isn't it? The way each man traded went back and forth as well. People in the ascendancy, I mean, the big bumps here and Punk through the announce table. Jericho with a beer as well. Co-breaker with a chair. Nearly finishing things. Exposed turnbuckle. Kendo stick coming to play. The all chair time. set up in the corner. Exactly. That, you know, Jericho's great ring awareness. And then it was Jericho's arrogance of trying to put Punk away with a GTS. That kind of was his unravelling as well. And like I say, exposed turnbuckle. GTS. Always going to get the job done. But CM Punk and Jericho. I mean, no, fantastic. I think much better than the WrestleMania 28 match. And I think the best match of the night so far. As CM Punk now can celebrate with his friends. Dives over the barricade and gets caught by a big fella. I mean, if he'd have done that straight onto his mum and sister, I think they'd have both been fucked. (laughs) He's the best in the world, and what a moment, Dan, eh? So we're backstage with the Bellas and Dan. So on April the 23rd, Nikki Bella defeated the Divas champion, Beth Phoenix, to capture the Divas championship. Phoenix was slated to receive a rematch for the title at Extreme Rules, but was not medically cleared to compete due to a sprained left ankle, which was a storyline. Yeah, and we've just seen Eva Marie saying to the Bellas that they are indeed going to have an opponent here tonight. So we'll see who it is once the network starts playing. 
So Eve Marie seems happy with herself doing John Laurinaitis' handiwork. But who's going to be the challenger for the Divas title, Dan? Well, Phoenix has not been medically cleared, so who? 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 They're Phoenix Hall of Famer now, and the Bellas, have they improved in the five years since? No. Well, they're in a better position now, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? With, well, uh, one's left and the other one's just about to leave. Yeah, but with John Cena and Daniel Bryan. Like, oh, yeah. With, <laughs> you know who, what I'm saying? Who, like, yeah. With who they're getting dicked by, yeah, they yeah. couldn't have hit a better pair. No, exactly. Like they, they, they got the pairs there, didn't they? So last Monday, Beth Phoenix lost the Divas Championship. She was right. She, she's going to be the longest reign of Divas Champion history. She was at a point. Will it be at this point tonight? Who's it? Who is it? Who? Who could it be? I'm a bit more excited to find out who. Oh, wow. I recognise that music. That's Layla. Layla. My God. Where's Layla been, Dan? She has been injured. She injured her knee at the previous year's Extreme Rules and had and had and had and had previously been attacked by Karma. Yeah, Karma took her out. A year in the making for Layla to come back here. England as well. Started off with a dancer on the ECW. You can see the knee brace. Right, an extreme expose with Kelly Kelly. Yes, she was indeed, you perv. And you see the knee brace there as Layla's going to be in action. She's happy to be back. Going against Nikki Bella. This is a dream match, Dan. It is indeed. You couldn't have asked for a better match. I mean, you know, you thought the match before was good. Nothing, nothing compared to these two bitches. It might be as good as Orton and Kane. We'll find out. Has the women's division improved in five? Need I say any more on that? No, you don't. Don't. Please don't. Hip, hip, toss, hip drags, takes downs, but Nikki Bella fighting it off herself. She's not as good a wrestler as she becomes because she's not using some of her partner's moves. That is true. As Layla now using Daniel Bryan-like kicks on Nikki Bella. Bree is on the apron there, dragging Layla off and hurting that bad leg. Is that going to be a bullseye in this match, Dan? Most definitely, yeah. You know, it's been noted that she's previously injured it. She's got a knee brace on. So, you know, it is definitely going to be a good target for the Bellas. And I say Bellas to go for. But tonight, I think it's been a definition of filler matches as well. If your night has gone with the matches put in, like this one put after the Punk-Jericho match before the main event. And, of course, we saw Ziggler and Clay as well. And the other match that I've forgotten about already, Ryback in the handicap match, wasn't it? Two more than one, isn't it? So It is two wasn't better than one in yeah. that instance. But can Layla do it? She's basically in a two-on-one match now, isn't she? Nikki Bella showing her power on Layla. Because yes. Layla used to be in a double act, lay cool with Michelle McCall, who married, you know, three out of four, really, and made great choices. Cross-body by Layla, couldn't keep Nikki down, Bray back on the apron. And Nikki once went against AJ Lee, and AJ Lee's managed, ma- married to Phil Brooks. Exactly. So, you know, she's had a good step as well. But with a brief distraction, Nikki manages to pull Layla back, and now trying to finish her off. Leave it. And the Irish whip... Oh my God, that's innovative. Layla ducking through there and very innovative. It is. But then she gets rolled up by Nikki who goes for a close fall but only a two. Yeah, two. (laughs) Nikki with a kick. Oh, Nikki to the outside but back in straight away with the kicks. Now going for the X Factor. Getting her neck snapped and that is not Nikki, that is Brie. I saw them change at ringside. And Brie has just been pinned to win the Divas title. Obviously... The twin magic didn't work, Dan. No, it didn't. And <laughs> new champion, Layla. The shock in your eyes that like when Lesnar beat Undertaker. Layla is the new news champion. Nikki Bella had a reign of six days leading to this. 
I tried to get some excitement into the match, Dan. What indeed did you... Um, well, you know, what was her assistant become her loss, yeah. basically, you know, so... Well, there we go, and that is the Divas Revolution in 2012. Oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't see. Nikki went in, referee got distracted, so did I. And, and then Brie come in to try and finish the match, but got hit with the neck break. That would subsequently be her downfall. So Brie got hit by one move, Nikki. <laughs> yeah. So it just proves how weak Brie Bella was as well, just being beat by that one move. But Layla wins it, and that's cool with me as we move on now, and it is... Main event time. And it is going to be big. And it is going to be Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. It's going to be an Extreme Rules match. Let's have a look at the price. Please welcome the new face of the WWE. I'm not a superstar. I'm an ass kicker. Brock Lesnar! I think John Laurinaitis wanted me back to bring some legitimacy into the WWE. There isn't anybody, past or present, that has the accolades that I've got. High school champion, dominant. College champion, dominant. Recruited by the WWE. They wanted me and they needed me. Three-time WWE champion. The youngest champion in history! And I wanted more. I went out, got into the UFC, became the UFC heavyweight champion. I had to make a huge impact coming back into this business, and it just so happened that John Cena is the guy that I targeted. Lesnar's got Cena! The F5! He is the top guy here. He thinks he is. So I had to take him out. There's nothing about Brock Lesnar that's fake, and it was very evident when I took John Cena down and busted his mouth open. This is real. When I looked across the ring that night and I seen the blood coming out of his mouth, I sensed that's a scared man right there. On April 29th, this is an extreme rules match. I got one objective in mind. Bring the pain to John Cena. You have to wonder about the mindset of John Cena right now. He suffered a heartbreaking loss to The Rock at WrestleMania. I don't even know who the hell this John Cena is. Wake up. And then he suffered another setback to Lord Tinside. Wake up! And he is now dealing with the destructive presence of Brock Lesnar in their impending match at Extreme Rules. You can't. Lose. Gotta wonder, are we seeing the end of John Cena as we know him? More than anything else, all you wanted to do was this. This was it. You have to find that John Cena. You think this was it for Brock Lesnar? You think Brock Lesnar gives a damn about this? I don't care about anybody but Brock Lesnar. What's running through John Cena's mind? I don't give a crap what's running through his mind. What's more important is what's running down his leg. The guy's scared. The guy's scared. Scared little schoolboy. I ain't afraid of anything or anybody. Whoever's in front of me is going to feel the pain. I just want to be a wrecking machine. People are going to get hurt. I'm here to cause utter freaking chaos. I'm coming for a fight, John Cena. 
wake up. I'm not a superstar. Wake up! I'm an ass kicker. I am Brock Lesnar. So he's the new face of the WWE Brock Lesnar. Dan, how did this all come about? On April the 2nd on Raw, John Cena spoke about his loss to The Rock the previous night at WrestleMania 28, which was dubbed a once-in-a-lifetime match and the most important battle of Cena's career. Until the following WrestleMania would have the twice-in-a-lifetime. Sorry, Dan. Indeed, yes. Cena asked for The Rock to come out so that Cena could offer his congratulations. Instead, Brock Lesnar came to the ring, making his first WWE appearance since 2004. Lesnar offered to shake hands with Cena, but instead executed the F5 manoeuvre, dropping Cena to the mat. The next week, general manager John Laurinaitis revealed that he signed Lesnar to bring new legitimacy and for Lesnar to become the new face of the WWE. Laurinaitis also scheduled Lesnar to face Cena at Extreme Rules April the 16th. The match was made into an Extreme Rules Matt. James, what do you think of the promo? I think it's showing both men in a good light. It's showing Brock Lesnar as to destroy that he was. UFC champion, legit. So he came back. The first altercation with Cena, or the second one, sorry, when he had a pulled apart brawl. Lesnar hitting down on John Cena, busting his face open as well. It did bring a kind of realistic feel to it. And we know how big Lesnar is and we know what Cena has. But has he become a cartoon character? Could he fight a real fighter, Dan, in Brock Lesnar? That was the question in the promo, and we're going to get it answered right now. And, you know, it was a very intense personal rivalry as well as going for the title. And, you know, people that was watching Raw and SmackDown at this time would know that John Cena and John Laurinaitis didn't like each other. They was not on the same level, you know, and there was a lot of rivalry between the two of them. So that thrown into this with uh, Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar's doing his own promo, doing his own talking, it's, you know, without Paul Heyman. Yeah, excellent point there, Dan. That is an excellent point. They did bring Brock Lesnar back without Paul Heyman first and foremost. They thought John Knights could do it. They realised their mistake, and Heyman came just a couple of months afterwards with the Triple H feud, when that became at SummerSlam as well. But Paul Heyman did make a huge difference, didn't he? He most certainly did, yeah. You know, Brock Lesnar's not the greatest of talkers, and, you know, he... He needs that kind of person in his corner to build it up. You know, you saw it come well in the match he had with Big Show when Paul Heyman switched sides. Yeah, and 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 also tonight we've seen like two couple of big guys in Ryback and Brodus Clay, who with someone like that, I know we talked about Axel's failure, but someone a manager in their corner could maybe bring out the best of them. Some people like Jack Swagger, just no matter who you gave him, couldn't really work for some reason. But with, with John Cena, he is an underrated talker, I feel. And I think he's sold this match as well against uh, Brock Lesnar. And of course, with the cutting edge segment as well we had on Raw, with Edge saying to Cena, I don't think you're ready for this. I think Lesnar will kill you. And with Lesnar, he had a lot to prove, didn't he? You know, in the rest well, of the world. You know, it was after his very successful time in UFC. Um... Yeah, exactly. And after that amount of time away, and after only being in WWE for basically two years as well, to come back... Um, now, five years later, what, what has happened to Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Heavyweight champion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, universal champion, broken the streak of the Undertaker at WrestleMania as well. He, he's become the star. I've been there five years now as well, longer than his first run in WWE. But it is extreme all match, and a man who's been a constant in WWE, John Cena. Do you think they've done Brock Lesnar well in the five years they've had for him? Do you think they've built him up 
Or, you know, do you think they've done the right things with him, Dan? Yeah. I'm not sure about what happened with Goldberg. You know, it was a match, a few... Yeah, it was a match over a decade in the making, you know, and bringing him back after his long absence. So you don't think they've done anything wrong with Lesnar? I think that's a fair point. I think um, losing at WrestleMania Triple H uh, the following year, and maybe the result of this match as well, no spoilers. I mean, they weren't sure how long he was going to stay, but I think once they realised, you know, especially now where he's given up MMA, his home is WWE and he's got another good, you know, he's still quite young as well, another five, ten years in the spotlight. And like we said last week's podcast, the highest um, paid WWE superstar as well with like 12 million and no one's getting paid that in WWE. So I think they've done well now. But like I say, here and we see the young children as well going to see Cena the hero versus Brock Lesnar. Brock looks mean, looks tough. Extreme rules match. Now, getting beaten by Brock in a normal match is going to be bad enough. But getting beaten up by Brock in an Extreme Rules match where anything goes is... Aye. But we've still got Extreme Rules 2012 to finish. What have you thought of the match card so far as we go into the main event? Um, There's been a couple of definite filler matches. But, you know, there's been a few good matches in between them fillers. You know, started off strong. Had a good match in the middle of the card. Had a good match, you know, before the women's match. And now, you know, the next one looks set to be a real slobber knocker. So we've just seen Brock Lesnar's entrance. The Beast Incarnate is here, waiting for John Cena. And the kids in the crowd finally going to be happy to see their man, Johnny Boy. Well, John Cena comes out here, kitted out like a fruity pebble. that's still chained around his neck. The Doctor of Thugonomics. I mean, what John Cena are you expecting here tonight, Dan? Um, I'm expecting a John Cena that gets hurt real bad. Well, can he hang with the legitimate Brock Lesnar? That's why he's been brought back here by John Laurinaitis. And we're going to see these two wage war if John Cena can get to the fucking ring. So here we go. Can John Cena hang with Brock Lesnar? Like I said, these two have before on Backlash 2003, a match we have seen on the podcast as well. Last year, we watched Backlash 2003 because that's where we get the kick out. Uh. from with the Rock interview. But this is serious, Dan. This is Brock Lesnar coming back, fighting John Cena. And do you think this is going to be a better fight between the two than the previous encounter? I think this is going to be more serious. Lesnar needs to prove himself. Been away for so long now. And here comes Cena. Straight out of the blocks, but getting his legs taken out by Cena and Cena <laughs> doing a bit of ground and pound and delivering a couple of brutal elbows there to John Cena's forehead. Uh. <laughs> That's how Brock rolls. He's got it in early. Oh, and a big close-on takedown there by Lesnar. And John Cena's in trouble early on. And he's busted open as well. Oh, my God. Top of Cena's. And Brock doesn't care. The referee's trying to get the gloves on to help. Cena's pushing him away. This is a different lesson to what we've seen before. Oh. But John Cena, they're trying to give as good as he's got from Brock. If you were John Cena, would you lay in a little bit as well with Brock? You know what I mean? Well, be a, bit, be a bit stiffer. Yeah, exactly. Be like, well, you're going to do it to me, mate. Go on then. John Cena trying to wrestle with Lesnar. I think that would be a mistake. And, and Lesnar just wailing away on John Cena's head there. And yeah. Well, if this was an MMA match, it would be over now. The be- ref would have called yeah, it. Yeah, the referee just got in there to stop it. John Cena in 30 seconds is a bloody beaten mess by Lesnar. This won't be the last time these two meet anyway. And it's not good for Cena either. No. And it's not good for these uh, 
two young lads we've seen head to toe in Cena's gear at ringside there and yeah you know it's it's, it's not good it's not good because when they are going to be friendly and everybody else is is cheering for the blood of John Cena the blood first Apart of it all two poor little these kids two little kids front row must have cost them you know what I mean $500 and they're there and they're going what's happened to John Cena kid his head's been opened up Lesnar just brutish force I mean, even this Lesnar. I mean, is this the Lesnar we still see now? He's kind of PG'd it a little bit. He, he has kind of, uh, yeah, you know, calmed it down a bit. I think he busted open Orton, didn't he? He did. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, but maybe he's taken it out on the stars of yesteryear. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, to see you were there when I weren't. Well, fuck you then. Well, yeah, you know these <laughs> these guys come up together. I think he's got a bit of a vengeance that. Both men are now multiple over the ten time champions yeah, yeah, yeah. and Brock Lesnar's won it, you know, you can count on one hand. Yeah, and now Lesnar taking down Cena now just pummeling in the back and the punches to the face and I think Lesnar's loving it at the moment. <laughs> well it's a completely different match to the one we saw against Angle last week. Yeah, exactly. The the difference in fight just imagine if like Lesnar stayed there and the kind of match you would have just seen it compared to this. It is like two different wrestlers, isn't it, you know? Yeah, indeed. I mean Brock Lesnar just like, right, I'm gonna forget everything I learned professionally and just do everything I did in MMA and I'll get away with it. And he's paid twelve million dollars a year. Does Brock Lesnar like bring that much to WWE? Does he make you want to watch WWE Dan? Yeah, you know, it's for someone with his background, I mean, if Punk come back, they oh. could bill him as a UFC fighter, even though he was... Uh... Oh, we don't need to talk about CM Punk's MMA record. I mean, Lesnar <coughs> you know, lost the uh, UFC heavyweight title. He did win it, of course, beating uh, Randy Couture. I'm going to say that. We watched all the MMA, Brock Lesnar MMA fights, no, we? watched didn't we? the whole of Brock Lesnar's Yeah, career. we had like a... I don't know why I meant... Because maybe... I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen any of Brock Lesnar's fights. So he was like, yeah, I watch every single one he's ever had. <laughs> Oh, thanks. No, it was enjoyable. I don't even think I asked to watch it. He was just like, you're watching this now. <laughs> oh, and Cena now. Super Cena there, managing to pick Brock Lesnar up for the F5, but Brock Lesnar just too powerful and Cena just too beaten down. Oh, first German suplex of the night. Oh, Brock keeps his grip and goes for a second, hits it. And now he just gets his feet and goes, come on. John Cena is in trouble. The kids go, come on, John. That's all right. He does it every time. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be all right later. Oh, look at his elbows. So laying them in. If Lesnar didn't have qualifier is before. Oh. oh, and Cena there with a shoulder barge to Lesnar, who shoulder barges Charles Robinson accidentally. Oh. And then he just runs right through Cena, who had bounced off the ropes. My God. Referee's out of the ring, and now Brock Lesnar's just standing over. John Cena, like you say, Cena beaten. Come on, seen a few crimson masks as oh, well. Yeah, it's been quite brutal. And Brock punching Cena. He's got the blood in his hand. Wipes the blood of Cena on his chest. And then licks the blood as well. He, he drinks the blood of John Cena. And Cena's struggling. What can he get? Oh, he's trying to reach out for his chain gang chain. But unsuccessful. Brock's just there to beat him up some more. <laughs> oh, my God. And that ring was actually moving. You know, part apart why the referee got bumped. Why? Uh, because with the bleeding, the PG, you have to come in there and wipe it off with a towel and the referee wear gloves, you have to stop the match. But they could say to their sponsors, well, if the referee was knocked down, then how can he do anything about it? And <laughs> I know it's storyline, but this is the way it goes. Oh, there's a China Kimura lock there. Just throws John Cena 
into the turnbuckle right in front of his two biggest fans. All the blood on Brock Lesnar is John Cena's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and now he's got the Kimura lock and he's just looking at John Cena's two. They can't be much more older than like seven, eight or, you know, around yeah, that age. Yeah, even younger, yeah. Throws him into the barricade in front of him as well and it's like... Look, they could be decked out in more John Cena gear if they tried, you know? T-shirts, the headgear, they've got probably fucking elbow pads as well. They haven't got the head wound, though. No, they haven't. They are not busted open. As Lesnar just throws Cena into the ring. And I think Brock could finish this at any time. Oh, and now he sees Cena's chain and he's going to use it against him. And he's got the chain wrapped around his fist. And Brock Lesnar doesn't need a chain. He's already done enough damage. But he feels he can do more. He's going to cave John Cena's skull. And that is what's going to happen here. Brock is a weapon, you know. He doesn't need... (laughs) A steel chain. Brutal knees to Cena's ribs. There was no knees for that. And yet Brock does it. Picks up the chain again. Puts it around Cena's feet. Wouldn't it be brilliant if he put it around his feet, picked John Cena up and started swinging him around, then launched him into like row M? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that like a John Cena hammer throw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, he's wrapped the chain round so Cena can't move his legs. So he's basically handcuffed, even though it wouldn't have that much effect. Oh, and just clothesline Cena down. I mean, I don't think Cena's had much of an offence since his early onslaught. No, one FU attempt and that is all. And we see replay of the knee. And Brock wasn't pulling back from that. Nah. But the clothesline's a bit nicer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, he could have actually taken Cena's head off, but he chose not to. Oh, my God, he's got him in a tree of woe now. God, that doesn't look too pleasant as well, especially that chain digging into his ankles. And the Brock Lesnar doesn't need to do this to Cena. No, Brock's saying, you like that bitch? He's hung him up. Of course, referee can't do anything about it. When he wants to get hit by Brock Lesnar, you're out. Oh, <laughs> hitting the arm and the apron as well. Just in case he wanted to go for the Kimura. John Cena being upside down, all the blood is rushing to his head, but it's just rushing straight out of that open <laughs> oh, wound. Yes, I didn't see the dripping on the canvas. Oh, there you go. Finally let him down, Brock. There you go. That's nice here. Referee is still down. Brock. Referee's dead. Yeah, does Brock. But Brock. Do we want to finish it now? I don't even no. think he held back in the ref bump. No, he did. Oh, but Cena. Got some anger in Tries to throw Brock Lesnar against the steps, but Lesnar easily reversing it. Yeah, but those blows didn't even hurt Brock Lesnar. It seems trying to punch him. He's like, no, 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 there you go, stairs. And now Brock's thinking, right, referee, I'm going to place him gently back in the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Pick him up by his belt with one hand, and that just shook him back into life. Maybe he's alive. What need to do if anybody goes like that, flat lines, Brock Lesnar comes along, (laughs) picks him up, all better. And now Charles Robinson is, is, is stirring. Brock Lesnar's saying, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I think he apologises. There you go. Referee's right. fine. Snaps his cheek. John Cena back in. He's got that chain now in his hand. And he's got the chain saying, no, 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 no. Throws it away. There's nothing John Cena can do now. You know he can't hurt Brock Lesnar. Oh. Oh, picks him up for an FU, but Lesnar with the backslide. Oh, he's got me the F5. Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Quack. Oh, Brock, going for the pin. You just saw yourself aiming for the referee come with John Cena. Come on, ref, come legs. out. Oh, Good another ref. ref's come too. Oh, but Cena there managing to kick out. Uh, 
Where were you during the first ten minutes? Of well, well, where are you going to be for the next ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar sending the second referee gone, and this just see has returned to crown the sign, uh, assign the crowd. Well, Brock's taken out two referees and John Cena, and now he's angry with those stairs. And a third referee and a fourth referee, even yeah. if that one gets taken down. It's skipping down. Uh oh. Brock, of course, expended a lot of energy. Uh, oh, God. Ref- third referee and fourth referee staying well away from Brock Lesnar, you see, outside. Trying to the help ring. the second referee get up to his feet. <laughs> no one's bothered about the first referee, Charles Robinson. <laughs> referee, the first referee's gone. Give up on the first referee. We can only say he was taken one out referee. while John Cena's baseball bat. <laughs> You've been taken out twice. It's careless. And now Brock Lesnar, like an Olympic podium, going, climbing to the top step. And this is Brock's yard now. John Cena's like, you can't see me, so you don't know I'm in your yard. Yeah, Brock Lesnar coming down to meet Cena. Cena loving it. Uh-oh. Oh, and he leans back on the stairs, and he's got the Kimura lock locked in deep, and the grapevine as well. And John Cena's got no option. But it doesn't matter if you tap out. There's no referee there. There's no. four, but they're all the, the ringside. To a checking one anyway. Is this just a normal match, by the way? This is an extreme rules match. Oh, it's right. got to be, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> it can't, it can't, the referees can't be that fucking stupid. <laughs> they did it with Shane and AJ, like, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> so it could be a complete singles match with referees down for 20 minutes. And Brock is just breaking that arm of Cena. It's done. It's dusted. Well, he's broken... Triple H's arm. He's broken Shawn Michaels' arm. Oh, and John Cena powering Brock Lesnar up, slamming him down on them stairs. Oh, the strength of Cena. Well, look at his his left arm now. Trying to get some power back into it. He's not really hit an offensive move as such. He's just reversed Brock Lesnar's offense. And now Cena to the top. What's John going to do? John Cena there goes for the... Big leg across the back of Brock's head, but Brock moving out of the way at the last second and caught. Caught indeed. Lesnar lucky to escape that as John Cena now goes to the outside. Lesnar's like, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> it's like I avoided the move, but I don't know where John Cena is. Where's John Which Cena? Where did he go? Peek-a-boo. There you go. He looks up the stairs. Finally finds John Cena. Yeah, Brock moved back. <laughs> And now he's dancing again, a little Brock shuffle. And he's waiting for John Cena to get back to his feet. Brock's saying, come on, get up, you son of a bitch. Get up, get on up. John Cena to the apron. Here comes Brock Lesnar. Gonna take a run and leap at it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit, the biggest star in the battle has just killed himself. What's going on? Damn. <laughs> Look at the splatter of Brock. You know, this gets forgotten about. But, you know, WrestleMania 19 and this, I think are brilliant. Look at Brock. <laughs> Fucking hell. He just goes for it, didn't he? And now he's back on his feet laughing. He thought he was a cruiserweight. <laughs> oh, well, Brock Lesnar. Maybe he got a little bit more spring. Think he he should have moved it closer to the ropes. In the back of his head, he was like, well, WrestleMania 19, I was too close. This time, I'm going to make sure. <laughs> oh, my word. Well, fans loving it, and we're enjoying it, Brock. You are funny. I don't know how funny you're meant to be in this, but still, John Cena and Brock, don't go for it again. 
Don't go for it again, Brock. He's like, I could do it better. Honest, I could do it better. <laughs> Here comes Brock. Hopefully this time it's successful. Oh! But runs right into Cena's chain that was loaded round John's fist. And listen to the crowd as well. We have got John Cena fans in the house. Thank you, Michael. Just said that. John Cena now. First <laughs> offensive move, Brock. And look at Brock's head. Now, Brock's been busted open. And that chain on Skull and chain is always going to win. And now Cena thumping his chest. He wants Lesnar. Oh, my Lesnar's God. Lesnar's struggling to get to his feet. I think Brock knows where he is. Well, he can't see John. <laughs> hey. Brock's in serious trouble. Here comes Cena. Oh, not FU on the stairs. Oh, FU on the stairs. Whoa. Charles Robinson back in the <laughs> ring, the original referee, <laughs> and gives Cena the free count. And wow, against all odds. Yes. Cena pulls a victory over Brock Lesnar. So I thought he said against all odds, Charles Robinson manages to get back in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> that as well. That is a great accomplishment. Yeah. But he did spend like majority of the match asleep. Well, Dan, what did you think of that match? It was a hellacious match and, you know, of course, Sue come through in the end and triumph over the Beast Incarnate. Yes. Uh, of course, Brock Lesnar have only signed a short-term contract at this point, you know, to a year or two years. So they weren't sure. So, of course, they're going to give John Cena the victory because he has been the face of the WWE, hasn't he, since Brock has been away. So Brock comes back and loses. Doesn't make too much sense, but, you know, John Cena hit three offensive moves in that and managed to win. So, fair enough. But Brock was hilarious, wasn't he? You know, especially that dive over the top of those stairs. Just John Cena, No, you know. he put it all on the line and, yeah, you know, John Cena definitely got the beating of his career. Yeah, no. Uh, fucking brilliant. So, uh, we're talking about the match um, card as a whole, Dan. What was your favourite match we had? You know, there was a couple of standout matches. The autumn match... <laughs> You're always going to say the auto match, aren't you? You know, it was a great match to watch and a joy to behold. Um, Daniel Bryan, again, you know, the nostalgia of that. Yeah, it, it was a really strong match, though. You know, World of Wreck titles were out of three. And finally, Seamus Bryan finally get a chance to wrestle on pay-per-view. And a really good match, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it wasn't over in 18 seconds. <laughs> no, exactly. And the WWE title match as well, CM Punk and Jericho. Yes, it was definitely good seeing CM Punk, the hometown boy, and, you know, going against Jericho who we've seen countless great matches involving as well. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame we had a couple of fillers, like I say, with Ryback and Brothers Clay. And the Big Show Cody match at the end, but finish was naff. Yeah. But I think for these like, four matches, if you count Kane and uh, Randy Orton as well, throughout the card, I think it was a really good show. And I can see why we watched it, you know, five years ago. And I think it still holds up to this day. And uh, what was your match of the night? I don't know, I think it was the last match that we watched. John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was just a brutal match and, yeah, very surprising. Even though I really did like the Seamus Bryan match and, you know, the way that went down. Yeah, yeah, but even with Bryan's game plan and that as well, that was more wrestling. I mean, like you say, this one was just fucking extreme and it, yeah. it lived up to its name. We didn't know what we were going to see going into it. And right, exactly, yeah. But I did know the Chicago Street fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brutal affair between the two of them, you know, and... It's a wonder that either of them survived the match. Yeah, exactly. No, fantastic. But you've got to go for Cena and Lesnar in this one. Uh, what's your? If you're going to give it a match rating, what would you give it? Uh, if you're going to give it, sorry, if you're going to give it a, a rating out of ten, what would Extreme Rules 2012 be? I'll give it an eight. Give it an eight. I'll be. I'll, I was seven and eight, and I went talking, for seven yeah. and a half, but no eight. And the reason why I bumped it up is because um, two little fans at the front 
<laughs> throughout the entire pay-per-view, they was waiting for John Cena. And then the look on their faces when John Cena was getting beaten the fuck out of, <laughs> you would have thought that he would have done it, you know, he would have been brutalised rapidly. But, you know, in the end, they get to cheer alongside their idol. Yes, they do. I know fair play to those little kiddies now, five years old as it were. I wonder if they're still John uh, but we finish now. Anything else apart from you want to finish your children, Dan? Is there anything else you want to <laughs> say about Extreme Rules? No. No. Uh, I'll give it a strong eight and a half because in 2012, you weren't really expecting much, you know, and I think it really delivered, and especially with the, the, the three big matches that we wanted, WWE World Title and John Cena and Lesnar. I think it's really, really enjoyable as well. We've seen John Cena getting a microphone here. Do you know why he got the mic for? Because he likes to talk. Well, apparently he wasn't meant to. Cheap pop. Just like the cheap one he got when he said WrestleMania should be held in England. Yay! <laughs> Cena, Cena. So anyway, John Cena, a bit of unscripted talk there. He wasn't meant to sell anything, but nothing ever happened because it's John fucking Cena. And next week it is Extreme Rules 2017, the Raw show where we do live. And I mean, who will be number one contender? So, yes. Anyway, that is it for Extreme Rules 2012. You can contact us on Twitter. We're at WW Network Review. Or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Roland. We're also on Facebook. Facebook, you can come and find our page and give us a like. We're the WWE Network Review Podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Yeah, don't forget, we're across all the Google platforms as well. The WWE Network Review on Google+. Plus. Send us an email at wnrpodcast.gmail.com and on YouTube as well now where we upload the new episodes the same time as we do the other ones where you can listen to us like SoundCloud on your phone and of course Spreaker Radio where we do the live shows Stitcher Radio as well iTunes you can download subscribe rate and review there next week we have got the WWE Network review for the month of June so all I can say now I have been James Rowlands as always I was joined by Dan White thanks for listening everybody and bye bye (laughs) 